0: And we're back with another episode of Hugh Finger Podcast. That was Impaired Minds by Mojo Thunder. Check them out on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, on all the good shit. Local band, they rock out. We had uh, Andrew on the previous podcast. They're really dope. Um, Of course, I'm Dean the Finger with co-host and producer Baby Huey.
1: Maybe you in the house, cousin.
0: And our guest today is John Bush. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you doing? I am fantastic, my friend. Good, good.
2: So I like I'm that music, to keep by, that. by the way. Thank I'm, you. I'm loving it. Yeah.
3: Right? Love yeah, it. I mean, they're shout bringing out the to classic rock
0: back,
2: man. Man, shout out to those guys. They sound awesome. I need to go see them live. Because uh, I've had a couple opportunities and I oh, yeah. just my schedule is just stupid, so like it's literally stupid. So I need to go over there it's, and see them live because I know they perform a lot locally. So I need to go see them.
0: We're actually hosting a charity event for them at the borough on November twenty fourth. We're going nice. to be live streaming it on Twitch and we're going to be taking online. <laughs> like Thanksgiving donations. Day? <laughs> no, it's two days after. Oh, okay, <laughs> It's on yeah. Saturday. Okay, right. I was like, hmm. All right, well, it's yeah. a charity for um, <laughs> like, is there turkey? Homeless like, well, dogs? Cow. I hope there is. Okay. Better, right? <laughs> I mean, well, if we're gonna have dogs there, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how it's gonna go. That's it's well, gonna be fun. fun. I'm excited. Yeah. Well, it sounds awesome. Yeah. So, you've written two books about a specific thing. We'll jump into. Yes, I did. But well, first off, I want my audience to learn a little bit about John Bush. Okay. Himself. Okay. So, uh, where were you born? Here. Here. Not in this, you know, particular building, but. Uh, right. <laughs> right. Uh, but yeah, here in
2: Lexington. Yeah, I was born in Lexington. I've lived here most of my life. I lived in North Carolina for a very short, uh, ridiculous time in my life, but other than that, yeah, I've lived here. Should okay. So, growing up,
0: what were your passions in life? I mean.
2: Oh, Lord. Uh, I went through several stages, I guess, of things I thought I wanted to do (laughs) in life, and none of them are anywhere close. I think my. My hardest passion was in technology, and I okay. did follow that for a while. Started my own business and ran a couple of businesses, actually, oh, wow. in technology. So, I, you know, I did enjoy that. Uh, but the things I liked doing in technology, they sort of fizzled away. So I right. like fixing things. I want to take it apart and look at it and look at the electronics and fix it and make it work again, you know, and bring yeah. it back to life, you know. And that was great when your desktop computer, you know, your average just, you know, middle grade home desktop was like twelve thirteen hundred dollars sure they'd pay a few hundred bucks to come out and fix that thing now that average desktop is like three hundred four hundred bucks so it's like so now if i'm like i'll fix that for three hundred they're like or i could just buy a new one yeah (laughs) Yeah. i get a bunch of of like the original
0: geek squad
2: yeah totally yeah Yeah, yeah. we competed with them hard yeah oh really yeah we hated those guys yeah (laughs) uh they're all a bunch of idiots uh, like geek squad was like uh, oh we're gonna hire these minimum wage guys who know nothing about computers they might still be in high school they just know whatever like they googled online about it right. and they're like we'll just train them i was like oh really i just went to school and got a master's but whatever
0: yeah. just go train them that's fine <laughs> these minimum wage assholes all right cool so oh, shit. yeah they're not great so you never had like a passion in writing and, you know, not really.
2: Uh, so I came <laughs> after
3: your experience?
2: Yeah, <laughs> oh, okay. I mean, I don't think I still do have a passion in writing. I don't <laughs> know if that's a good way to say it. Uh, although I am writing a third book okay. right now, currently, that is a fiction uh, novel, And I've gotten a little you behind give away on that. at least
0: the title, or are you waiting for I it? I don't have a title yet, actually. Okay,
2: so yeah. there is no title to give away yet, i tell you, but I don't have it. Uh, okay. But uh, it is going to be a serial killer book, so Ooh, that's okay. always fun. So, yeah. And I am basing it in Lexington, so that's going to be fun, too. All right. so. uh, but unlike the first two books, it's completely fiction. So. Okay, cool. <laughs> so <we don't>
0: this is <laughs> my art, heart at ease. <laughs>
2: yeah, so there's no <laughs> worry, there's no serial killer running around Lexington that we know of. Okay? Right. I mean, I'm not saying there's not, but... <laughs> that book is not going to shed light on any mysterious serial killer. It's just a, just a fiction book, which I, I think I thought, you know, writing that third book, I might enjoy writing more, because I really like, the truth is, like I hated writing the first two books.
0: Really? I read them yeah. because
2: I felt like it was a necessity.
0: I feel like it was probably difficult to put that on paper
2: it was yeah it was a difficult story to tell but it's a story i thought needed to be told for sure versus like a fiction novel that's just like ah this is something i want to do
0: right so i'm kind of giving it a
2: shot i'm gonna see if i can find a passion in writing because it pays well i mean
0: from what um my girlfriend olivia said because i didn't get to read it i've been busy but she read the entire thing as i was telling you before the podcast all it was like three hours last night put it down went to sleep woke up before me I come in there and she's reading it and finished it in 10 minutes after I woke up I was like what in the world a lot of people
2: a lot of people did that I I got that from a lot of people they picked it up and read it in basically one sitting or within a day or two so that's uh, that makes me feel good yeah, so, for you know sure. it's, uh, I mean, you know it's written well uh, I guess it's written easy I gonna say well like, people say oh it's written well like it's extremely articulate I think my book's kind of the opposite of that it's just like I write just like I speak so
3: yeah
2: uh, so it's just like I'm sitting there and telling you a story so sure. and people that have been around me and worked with me in different places I've worked in restaurants a lot over over the years and uh, like I I like to tell stories I like to talk yeah. about things that happen and I can you know I try to for sure bring some humor into it not that this were funny books but But uh, there is some humor in the books. You know, there is. Some of it's... I think simplistic uh, writing
0: a lot of times is... um you know, intricate in a way, as yeah, well as sure. you know, plant uh, painting a picture in your mind and your yeah. imagination. So, if you yeah. use too big of words, I'm not going to know what to picture. <laughs> right. That's so, fair, if you that's put fair. it in layman's terms, I could paint a better picture. So, that's probably well, why people say it's well written. There's no
2: point in uh, you know trying to exaggerate. I just wanted to get the story out there. I wasn't trying mm-hmm. to uh, you know win some kind of writing award. <laughs> you know, or I don't know what kind of awards they give out for writers, but I wasn't. I wasn't trying to break any records or win any awards. I just wanted to you know get the story out there. And Which I thought the best way to reach the most people is to just tell it straight, and, you know, it was definitely rough around the edges for sure. So you told
0: me that you sold 27,000 copies of the second book.
2: Yeah, Uh, I sold about that. I don't know the... uh, Those numbers are live right now, so I get them every quarter, so I don't know exactly... Right. I don't know exactly how So what
0: was your... What's your sales on the first book as is? Uh, A little I just bought one last week, so count it. (laughs) Yeah, so... All right,
2: so we're... uh, You know, the last numbers I saw, this has been... I really don't keep up with the numbers as much anymore as I did because this book is now eight years old. Right. Uh, but the last time I saw numbers, it was you know around the one hundred twenty nine thousand mark. Wow. So, uh, in the first book, so that's good. Yeah. Wow. I mean, that's yeah, good. So I'm excited sure. about that.
0: I yeah. had no idea it was that
3: published. Yeah. You know what I mean. So yeah. That's it went out. It, it,
2: it hit hard at that time. I mean, there was. a uh, I also did some media around that and it advertised it a little bit. You mm-hmm. know. So. Uh, it was, yeah, it's good. So it it sold some good copies, and then it also left uh, hell of a cliffhanger at the end. So nobody yeah. has any idea what's going to happen after that, and so, uh, and then they had to wait eight years on the sequel. Probably hurt my sales a little bit. Part of that was because the story wasn't finished though. Right. Uh, it hadn't played out. I couldn't write it right. until it took years after that to finish playing out, so I could actually write it for one and then i also went back and forth with myself about whether i wanted to write
0: the second book right yeah. you know
2: and i really just to
0: dive back into that story and your yeah, mindset of it, it's,
2: yeah i, I mean when i wrote the first book uh, in a lot shorter period of time it took about a year mm-hmm. uh, from start to finish and i i'll say that was like a year when everything was so fresh for me right. and so it was and i had all these notes and i just knew the whole time i was going through this process i was going to write a book yeah. so i'd kept immaculate notes and like had gone through all that by the time seven, eight years have passed I really just didn't want to be identified with it anymore. Right. So writing a second book doesn't do anything but re identify me with this Exactly, yeah. You know, Trying to move past the yeah.
0: whole thing and try to build a new life. I get that. Yeah. yeah.
2: I mean I didn't wanna I just didn't really wanna do it. You
0: know? Well shit, maybe that um, platform will help you sell your fiction novel and maybe you'll find yeah. a passion for it in the next maybe. project and never know. It'll be yeah. a new step in life. Hey, I mean you be excited step out of that, that. and could be identified by it. That's, I, right. I mean, that's gotta yeah. be a burden sometimes. It is.
2: I mean it's you know, it's one of those things that uh, <laughs> (laughs) You know you don't want to be known for uh anything negative in your past obviously but especially when you're in a situation that uh, you know you didn't you didn't do anything wrong Mm -hmm. uh i certainly made some mistakes along the way but didn't do anything anything like what i was accused of and then suddenly uh that's all people remember because that's what they see on the news so uh, I think that's the biggest message I tried to get out of this. You know, you don't know people like you think you know them, and you can't believe everything you see on the news just because you know one of your local news channels says it right. doesn't mean it's true Why?
0: at all. So that's a big thing. And that was so. your good friend.
2: Yeah, yeah, he was my best friend. Best uh, friend. Yeah, I mean, like we were Uno. Yeah, we were we were best friends uh, in high school. Uh, we had uh, actually we met because well, I mean, we were in school together, but we started hanging out. Uh, Because he had a kind of a traumatic event happen for him, and I had a traumatic event happen in my life, and we sort of bonded over that. Uh, They were totally different, didn't have anything to do with each other, but we still kind of bonded over that. Like the
0: emotional scars were... Yeah, they were fresh
2: and raw, and we didn't have anywhere to turn. Uh, So it was kind of a... Actually, his brother uh, killed a drug dealer in their house. Oh, Uh, Yeah, his brother was uh, dealing drugs and doing different things, and it was some... There was another drug dealer that was mad at him, and he, like, came and kicked their door in, and, like, his brother took a shotgun and murdered the guy right in front of uh, my shit. friend. Yeah. And uh, so he was like, oh, holy shit, you know. <laughs> yeah, right. It's a kind of a big, you know, it's, it's you know, pretty intense. That's there. a
0: traumatic experience, too. Yes. Yeah.
2: His yeah. brother got arrested. Uh, he did go to prison only because they found a Molotov cocktail and some <laughs> drugs in his house. That's what he went to jail for. Oh, uh, because, they, you know, you kill somebody in your home, I don't care if it's justified or not, they're going to search your home. Right. So, in case people don't know that, yeah. that is a thing. You yeah. can't kill somebody <laughs> in their house without them looking for everything. So then you're going to go to jail for whatever they find, even if they find out you're the you know killing was legal which right. in this case was i mean it was, i mean the guy legitimately you know kicked their door in and you know so i mean yeah i mean you can totally kill somebody for that right. but right to uh, you also can't have yeah exactly but yeah. you can't have molotov cocktail and various drugs around you they'll, they'll get you you know, gotcha, if, you yeah. know in, in that circumstance so they did arrest him and so that was really hard he was really close with his brother and uh so i was going through my own shit at the time uh, i uh uh, you know, I'm 36 now, so when I was in high school, you know, 20 years ago, really this was 21, 22 years ago, mm-hmm. uh, you know, being gay wasn't a thing that was okay.
3: Right.
2: Uh, and so it wasn't like it is now. So uh, yeah, I so when I, t- I told a couple of friends, I had another good friend actually that I told who decided uh, uh, we weren't going to be friends anymore because that was disgusting. And so that was a big problem. Wow. Uh, I had the uh, the first guy I ever really got involved with it all uh, came out to his parents. His dad beat him half to death, and he what? killed himself. So yeah, so that was a tough thing. Sorry, and so man. that's that was all happening at the same time that that my friend uh, was dealing with all this. So we're both kind of like just sitting like, what is this world about right now? Like right. you know, we're 15 years old, like looking around going, what is this world? Right. You know? yeah. So I mean, that's it, it's you know, at that age especially, you're just not sure what to make of that. You yeah. know. That's not easy for adults to go through, but as yeah. kids, you know, you're like, well, you know, you you don't have a lot of positive thoughts, so you need some way to kind of vent that. And what we actually did was. We wrote poetry together, so that was my first little bit of writing. Okay. Was poetry, and it was all terrible, <laughs> bad poetry. And it was also like really dark and very yeah. much. I think like I'm pretty sure like we started emo. Like I think yeah. that's I it was like oh the world's terrible, we're terrible. We hey man, we're just gonna die. Why don't we just all die? The pain is awful. You know, hate my dad. Yeah, it was just shit like that. It was just terrible. So yeah, so it was just. I've gone back and read. I have a whole book. I actually have at home home my first book, actually, that was all poetry, and it's and you, uh, uh, you can't Some buy it gold anywhere, gold. so don't look. It's not available for sale anywhere. It's god awful. Okay? But uh, <laughs> I, I get it out every now and then and look at it, and I'm like,
0: oh, okay. So this is what I, want. I was sad.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is bullshit. So, uh, and it's you know you, you can sort of grow out of that and grow up a little bit, right? And then eventually yeah. you realize, okay, you know, yeah, the world is fucked up, yeah. but you know, you can. There, it's how you react to the things that exactly. happen. Not, you know, things are gonna happen. You know. So you just have to sort of toughen up and deal with that so uh, you know, whole other topic we could spend all day talking about, about how kids are all just played as the victim. I tell you what, uh, when I was a kid, they carved up my locker. They wrote faggot on it. You know, they threatened Jesus. to kill me at school. Jeez. And they told my mom, the principals told my mom, well, if your son didn't want his locker carved up faggot, maybe he shouldn't have told people he was a faggot. That's what they told my mom. Are so, you Yeah, so today, like, that'd be all over the news, right? right. Like, oh, principal gets fired. Teachers get fired. Terrible, terrible thing. Sexual discrimination. Yeah, LGBT community is furious. <laughs> yeah, it would be awful. It would be just... So I mean, I'd do one of those little couch interviews with mm-hmm. you know, the sweet little Today Show people. Good morning,
3: America. Yeah, good morning, America.
2: You know, all that. Robin Mead, like, oh, honey, it's okay. You know, it would be that kind of a thing. You know, but back then they were just like, ah, boys will be boys. I guess right. you shouldn't have been a little faggot. You know? oh, and I'm God. like, oh, well, God, all right. So, you know, we were just kind of dealing with that. So me and, uh, me and my buddy Matt, his name's Matt. Yeah, that's his real name from the books. You know him as Gage Tate. His real name is Matt. I won't say his last name because I'm not allowed to say his first name. So, (laughs) so I won't push him too much. But his name's Matt, and we uh, we sort of bonded over that. Uh, We sort of bonded over uh, poetry and over our pain and blah blah blah. And we sort of grew out of that and uh, ended up. Uh, I ended up in just a whole other world (laughs) that I could have never imagined uh, with him. You know, so it's crazy, you know. It's crazy how things develop. But that's how we met, and that's how
0: we became friends. So I'm sure at this point the listeners are – just dying to know what the book's about. So if yeah, you want to go ahead sure. and give it yeah. an overview, a quick premise, and then we'll dive into some more subjects on it. So basically, the uh, the outline, the very uh, what do
2: they call? When I was in school, we had this thing called Spark Notes. You ever heard mm, of that? No, Spark I do. Notes. I this is the Spark Notes version. You could buy like they give you a three hundred page book to read, and Spark Notes will be like, here's sixteen pages to tell you everything you need to know about yeah, that three hundred yeah. page. Book. <laughs> and yeah, wasted tons of money on that shit. All right, it doesn't work, and you don't pass tests on it. But here's the Sparks Notes version <laughs> of the two books. All right. Essentially, uh, Matt, uh, my friend Matt, uh, was a pedophile. Uh, he got wrapped up in child pornography and uh, much, much more uh, in that world. And uh, essentially, uh, he got arrested. Um, he got arrested in a raid. They, they came in. We worked together at the time at an O'Charlie's, actually, on Richmond Road here in Lexington. Okay. We both worked at that O'Charlie's. And uh, he came. they came in and raided O'Charlie's. They raided his home. They raided his dad's house. And they came in and just, you know, they took everything and we found out, you know, what he was being arrested for. It was crazy. Uh, He decided that he would uh, throw shade on me, act like I was involved. I had helped him uh, get the computer he would gotten because I had a technology background. Right. Uh, I was very familiar with computers and how it worked. Uh, He was right. I did help him get that computer. I did help advise him on what computer to buy. Uh, He did pay cash for that computer. I pointed him towards some good deals and he went and got it. I uh, didn't know that's what he was going to do with it. All right? right, but I thought he needed it for school, which is what I was originally told. And uh, so, anyway, uh, he gets arrested, drags me into it. Uh, the short version is, I also get arrested because of statements he made. I had no money at the time. I mean, you know, you're talking about I worked as a host at O'Charlie's. I wasn't even a right. so
0: minimum wage. Basically, yeah, I was making yeah. like
2: seven bucks an hour. Okay, so yeah, <laughs> you know, I mean, minimum wage back then I think was like six something an hour, like mm-hmm. six whatever and so i was making like seven bucks an hour and uh yeah so i didn't have money for a lawyer right i didn't have money to defend myself for bond for that i was gonna sit in jail uh you know ended up um you know getting in a situation that I didn't know anything about. I didn't know anything about the legal system. I didn't know anything about lawyers. I didn't know the police would lie to you. I didn't know the right. things like that could happen. You know, we're raised, I was raised in a, you know, in a kind of a, I don't say a ghetto neighborhood, but it was, I mean, it was a poor neighborhood. Right. There wasn't a great deal of crime, I wouldn't say, uh, but I would Just say Just a that, great
0: line of poverty.
2: Yeah. So, I mean, it's, you know, it's one of those things where if you get in trouble, the police will help you. And we were always raised like that in our neighborhood. The police are there to help you. Yeah. So when the police started questioning me about it, I just talked openly with them about it cause I yeah. had no idea I should ask for a lawyer. Right. And I was like, oh, I didn't do anything wrong. Fuck it. You know, that's yeah. a terrible idea. Here's my so side,
0: copper. You're my friend.
2: Exactly. <laughs> so to all you kids out there, ask for a lawyer uh, always and every time for every reason ever. Anytime the cops are for like, sure. hey, we want to bring you in for questioning. Well, I'm going to go ahead and ask for my lawyer.
3: Absolutely. You know, and then they're
2: going to say, you know, crazy things like, you know, it'll make it worse, you're going to complicate things, I gotta do-. A lawyer. okay, well I guess we'll just complicate them then, yeah. <laughs> get my fucking lawyer, alright, so that's all you gotta say, alright guys, it's not that hard, and most of the time it's because they don't have shit and they need you to just tell them something, yeah. so... And They're then fishing. they will walk you into traps, and you will say things regardless of whether you did anything wrong or not. They're really good at twisting your words, okay? Yeah. They're really good at taking what you say and applying them to uh, a situation you don't know anything about, okay? You know. So um, that's basically what happened to me. Uh, I ended up uh, getting sent to prison for a crime I didn't commit. I uh, spent wow. three years there. So, yeah, that was uh, pretty much the beginning part of my 20s. I was uh, 23 when I was arrested. Uh, yeah, and I was there until I was 26. So. Shit. Three years. Yeah. In yeah. So, a box
0: for something you had no idea was even happening. That's so the right. premise is yeah. you had a best friend that you had bonded with. Best yeah. friend, numero uno, the guy yeah. you went to. Exactly. For everything. That's and then homie. you find out all of a sudden he's involved in child pornography mm-hmm. and murder and uh, another sort of things, yeah. trafficking and distributing, yeah. if I'm absolutely. correct. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, all of that. And yeah. then you're confronted by let's just say, law enforcement. Yeah. And you're just At this time, it was local police. Uh, The
2: raid, when they did the raid, it was a task force of people. Mm -hmm. There were FBI, because it was an undercover FBI investigation that caught Matt initially. Okay. But there was a task force of people. There were local detectives and local police here in Lexington, and then there were uh, FBI guys as well that that were part of that raid. And so uh, they came in and did all that. And then ultimately, the FBI uh, (laughs) turned over the investigation to local police or so they told the local police. But we find out later, uh, as I talk about in the book quite a bit, that the FBI lied to local police, local police lied to them, oh, shit. Uh, everybody was lying to me, I didn't know what the fuck was going on, Fucking nobody believed of anything I had to say. Yeah, it was just so many layers of bullshit that you're just at some point you're like, the fuck is going on here? Yeah. So, like, you know, it goes on and, you know, on and on Like, not only
0: did I just find out the person that I consider a brother just is doing child pornography and then I got the system that I believe that's only here to help me is completely turned on me. They're lying to each other, lying to me. Yeah. And... Your friend threw you under the bus. Right. Quote-unquote friend. Yeah. Framed exactly. you, tried to frame you for well, and, what and his actions were.
2: That's the fucked up thing. Because at first, I didn't even believe that that was true. That they were... I was like, oh, there's no way he's involved in this shit. Yeah. Like, there's no way. Right, like, this yeah. Is bullshit. You know, and so... Then, like, one thing led to another, and then it was, well, he's writing a statement on you. Okay, first of all, he's not even involved. So how would he, what what statement would he be writing? I mean, that's completely ridiculous. So I thought the police were just full of it, or Mm -hmm. they had made some big mistake. I really didn't think they were lying at that point. I was naive enough to just believe that they honestly just made a mistake. Right. And then it was like, all right. And the more they went on and on and on, they showed me a written statement. And I, as I said, Matt and I were in this poetry thing yeah. in high school. I knew his writing very well because we right. had tons of work in writing. So, you, yeah, so you I recognized, recognized the writing. <laughs> and I was like, that's definitely his writing. That is his signature. I recognize it. So I was like, shit. You know, back you know, when we were in school, I don't know if kids still do this these days, but when we were in school, we thought it was cool to, like, sign our name in all kinds of different fucking ways. And I have, still do that. We'd I, have, like, a I piece still do of paper. that now <laughs> when I'm bored. Okay, yeah, So I was like, yeah, so we used to do that all the time. So I knew his signature well in every different possible way you could fucking sign it. I knew it because yeah. we'd always be playing around with that. So, yeah, so, I mean, I knew it was him, and then I was, like, really confused. So then I was having to begin to accept the fact that, this was the case. Yeah. You know, and it was
0: it was really and What was that like? I was would, I really shock, want to understand. You know? and I, I mean,
2: it was you know, it's probably the most unreal feeling that that you can ever have. I mean, it's, you know, just imagine, like, just, and if I tell you to picture the one person that you just trust with everything right now, the one person that could just fuck it all up for you if they want it, whatever. I mean, they know every secret you have. They know every nook and cranny of every little thing. They know every dark corner. They know every way to hurt you. They know every, you know, whether it's personally, emotionally, professionally, whatever. They know everything about you. But that's okay because you trust them and you you, you give that to them. It's it's. Yeah. The Thing you give, it's that trust. You have to give that trust in order for them to have it. But you've done it, and then in a literally a matter of seconds, you come to the realization that that person has taken all of that and used it against you in the worst possible way. It's not just like you know people say, oh, it sounds kind of like you know uh, b- divorcing somebody after thirty years. It's not like that though because. Look, that's just one aspect. Sure, you're you're giving a lot to somebody you're in a relationship with, but I'm not talking about that kind of trust. Yeah. I'm talking about first of all you find out something horrific about a person you know and then you find out that not only does everybody think that he's a monster but they think you are obviously involved because you're attached at the hip with this person yeah so it's like okay it's like dang everywhere i go you know like suddenly i'm with this dude and now they're like there's no way you can't know there's no way you're with this dude all the fucking time if we see this dude we see you So you're involved. You know, that's what the police thought. That's what my friends thought. I lost damn near every
0: friend I had. And Almost every bit of innocence you had, yeah, I mean, I lost
2: everything. And they, you know, so they stick me in jail. I'm just a, you know, young white kid with a baby face, like not having any idea about fucking jail. Like I don't know what this shit's about. Yeah, you know, I've never been to any place like that. I don't know. I was just like your implica-
0: Your implications don't even want me to ask. I don't even. Yeah, the way you said that, I don't want to ask. Yeah,
2: I mean, it's well, it's just you know, you run into a different crowd of people. It's not. I was general like I made stupid decisions as a kid. I did dumb shit. I as got, we all do. I of got course. drunk and did stupid fucking shit. But I was never like i never considered myself like uh a criminally bad person i did bad things as a young person i didn't care and live was only destructive
0: to you as an individual not anyone else
2: i'd say to some other people too i was an asshole to people for maybe no reason part of because i was just kind of jaded after things that happened in high school but you know that being said those things weren't i didn't take it to the point of Criminality, you know, I would have never uh, hurt a child or beat up a woman or you know yeah. hurt an old person or rob people or do that, that. Is I was it was never that kind of a thing. It was never right. going to be anything like that. So I'm suddenly in a world where I I don't associate with those type of people. But now I'm stuck in jail where literally everybody is those type of people. Right. So you're just like, oh, it's your roommates. Thing. Yeah. So the melting pot of jail is essentially everything. So you wind up in jail, and you're like, oh, what did you do? I stole something worth $80. What did you do? I shot four people. Okay. Wow. So why are you so there's, a variance. The room? <laughs> yeah, there's <laughs> a variance right there. So you're just like, oh, this is cool.
0: All right. Oh, so,
2: God. Yeah, so this is not really that cool. It's kind of sucks. gut-wrenching, but, man. Yeah. So, And, of course, on top of that, uh, he gets arrested. I get arrested within a week. Uh, he got arrested February the 22nd of 2006. I got arrested March the 2nd of
0: 2006. And so the news stories were all over the news right then. Uh, so, and at this point, they were assuming that you guys were partners in this endeavor. Yeah, I mean, actually, the police thought it was a lot of it was my idea.
2: because I oh, was I was, I was, was older
0: and uh, and I was
2: gay, and so gay equates to they pedophile. They profiled you for that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the police thought that that was a telltale sign that I was more likely to be a pedophile because I was wow. gay. Uh, It's not true. Uh, It's obviously a complete and total myth. But the local police here thought that was the case. That, you know, yeah, actually, uh, you're gay, so that, you know, we believe what he's saying. We don't believe you. Uh, Also, he had money. I didn't know where he got this money. Okay, I didn't know at the time that he He had had tons of money, but he hired a lawyer. Uh, You know, he posted bond. He got right out of jail. You know, I get arrested. I can't post bond. I can't hire a lawyer. I get a public defender, you know. So I got nobody to really speak for me other than some public defender who didn't give a fuck two ways from Thursday if I went to prison for the rest of my life. He didn't care. Okay, And then I get uh, the police think uh, I'm just absolutely guilty because I'm gay. That's one reason. And because... You know, Matt's story made sense. He had had a lot of time to think about this. He obviously had plotted if he got caught to help throw me under the bus. Right. So so initially, uh, all the local police got was child pornography off his system. They got no videos of him doing anything or any personal involvement. They actually released a statement to the public and said, we have no reason to believe that there was any personal involvement that he had with anybody. So I didn't know any, any different. I just thought, we're just talking about child porn at this point. Yeah. Uh, when they raided my house, they took my computer. I was like, great, you're not going to find shit there. But Matt had used my computer. He had a key to my house. He had a password to my computer. He had folders stashed on my computer. Are you kidding yeah. me? So when he found out, he got word that he had maybe fucked up. Okay, And that he had maybe talked to an undercover fed on accident. And prior to his arrest, he came to my house one day while I was in the shower. I found this out later, and I'll tell you, I'll tell you how I found this out later. But uh, he actually came into my house, used his key, went in, used my password to computer, and deleted a bunch of stuff that he had on my computer uh, to make it look like I was deleting it you know Mm -hmm. to sort of protect myself Yeah. so now what's interesting is that happened prior to Matt's arrest so okay so I ended up being charged with the possession of that child pornography that was deleted but also tampering with evidence for having deleted it Although, what's interesting, had I had a good lawyer, and I went to law school, so now I know, having looked at this case, that doesn't make any fucking sense, how are you going to charge me with tampering with evidence that I couldn't have possibly known at that moment was evidence anyway, okay, Mm -hmm. because he hadn't even been arrested yet. Nobody fucking knew what was going on, okay? Yeah,
0: okay. So,
2: let's just play the game that I knew it was there, and I deleted it. I didn't tamper with shit, because it wasn't evidence until you make clear there's a case.
0: Gotcha. All right? So, that was a bullshit
2: charge anyway. That makes sense. But I didn't have a good enough lawyer to give a fuck, so that didn't matter, so... So we go on, go through jail. My lawyer tells me, you're going to get 35 years in prison. That's what he said.
0: What the fuck?
2: And I was like, 35 senior- years? Yeah, I'm 23 years old. And he's like, you're going you're gonna to get 35 years in prison. And I was, he's like, you're going to have to register as a sex offender. You're never going to see your family again. She, you know, grandmother's, you know, 80-something years old. She's going to be dead before you get out. Never going to see her again. Your mom's probably going to be dead before, before you get out. Mom's, you know, old enough that in 35 years, she'll be dead and gone. And I was like, well, what the fuck? I didn't do anything. And he was like, here's the deal. They have enough evidence on you to convict you. So we go to
0: trial. You're going to get 35 years. Believe that. And that exemplifies the dishonesty of the law enforcement that we deal with. Right. Or that you dealt with, which I still feel is very prevalent. Well, and
2: this was my lawyer, mind you. This wasn't the police. This was my lawyer. Telling me that you're gonna get like because he wanted me to take a plea Right. because that's how they What's good on in, his career in public defender school that's a win if you take yeah. a plea okay that's bullshit it's not a win if the person didn't fucking do it so he basically used kind of this bully tactic to let me know you gotta you gotta take this deal or you're going down for 35 years I can't do anything about it all right so he eventually you know you know breaks me down i'm sitting in jail and i'm just like okay whatever he's like i can get you 5 years you'll be out in 3 i was like oh i was like how can you do that he said cuz i'm a good lawyer uh, no, <laughs> no, <laughs> you can't. It's not even a thing that makes sense. And having gone through law school and going back and looking at it now, there's no fucking way you did anything that gets you 35 years that your lawyer can get you out in three. That right. is some shit. If you did something that's really going to get you 35 years, then you, there's just no fucking way you're getting out in three. Like, that's not a thing that's going to happen. So, you know, so I'm like, all right, well, I didn't know that at the time. At the time, I thought he I guess he's doing the best he can is what I do. So I go and I enter the plea. I plead guilty because I didn't know what else to do. So mm-hmm. when he said you're gonna you plead guilty now I'll get you out in three years or you don't plead guilty you plead not guilty we're gonna try get 35 years you never see your parents never see your grandmother never see any, any of your family never what again the fuck? never again so that was my choice see my family again or not it wasn't plead guilty or not it was see my family again or not that was that was my choice essentially so. Uh, so I pled guilty. The day after I plead guilty, I literally went to court one morning, pled guilty. The next morning at 6 a.m., they wake me up at the jail and say, you have an attorney visit. And I'm like, oh, fucking great. I'm like, I don't really want to see this asshole at 6 o'clock in the fucking morning. So I just <laughs> played the deal. Go into the little interrogation. They have like a special little room there for lawyers to meet up. And uh, they took me out, actually took me out of the cell to like an interrogation area, which is different because they actually have attorney pods inside the jail cells so you can actually meet with your attorneys but they took me out for this one and took me to this other place and there were two men sitting in a room and i walk in and sit down they ask the guards to leave and they identify themselves as fbi agents okay and i said oh so you're not my lawyer and i was like what do you want they said well we got we got some good news for you we know you're not guilty and I said, oh, well, this is fucking great. Right. Finally, somebody with some fucking authority. Can I go to home? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the first time I said, well, great. Give me the fuck out of here and then. Like, yeah. I'm ready to go now. I don't need to go back to my cell. I can have whatever the fuck's in there. Yeah. I just want to leave, <laughs> all right? It's fine. And they were like, it's not that simple. And I was like, it is literally that simple. <laughs> and they were like, no, it's not that simple. And I was like, okay, you're going to have to enlighten me because it seems that simple. And they said, yeah. they said well, look, they said, first of all, you have to sign this uh, this confidentiality agreement. Uh, we, you know, you have to sign this, you know, gag order with us. And if you don't do that, then, you know, we can't talk to you anymore about this case. Right. And I was like, OK, so and at this point, I've learned after talking with people in the jail and doing my own little research that I should have asked for a lawyer a long time ago. So the first thing I say is, well, maybe I should get a lawyer to look at this because I don't really know what I'm looking at here. And they were like, OK, we'll bring you a lawyer. They come back the next day. But in the meantime, I call my mom. and I'm like, what should I do? And she's like, I don't know. Sign it, I guess. Talk to your lawyer. See what you can know, so great. So. Uh, so I, I call. Uh, you know, they they said they would bring a lawyer back for me the next day. They come in with a Department of Justice uh, prosecutor, <laughs> a U.S. attorney, not my lawyer, mind you. This is a lawyer for the government wow. who says they can advise me on whether I should sign it. And I was like. I was like, but aren't you a prosecutor? This is yeah. not, not a lot of fucking sense to me. I was like, I don't know a lot about the law at this point, but I do understand the difference in defense attorney and prosecutor. Sounds okay? like a little so, overhandling to me. Yeah, I was like, I don't really like this idea. And he's like, Trust me, I'm here uh to you know, to operate in your best interest. Yeah. So I was like, oh, Or so what? he says what the fuck choice do I have, right? So they look at it, she's like, here's the deal. They can't. They can help you. They can get you out of this mess, but you have to cooperate with them. And I was like, I don't even know how the fuck to cooperate. With them. I don't know anything about this shit. Yeah.
3: So right. what
0: information could I possibly give them? Of no Absolutely,
2: idea. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. So like, I just found out all this was happening, and now I've yeah. been accused for the crime that I didn't do and didn't even know about until what a day ago.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So I have. I have no idea what's going on. So. Uh, so then they. They eventually say, "All right. Well." Sign the gag order We can't help you So I eventually I'm like alright So I sign the gag order So then they tell me They go on from there And say well And
0: just for uh, the listeners Sorry to interrupt uh, What is a gag order? So a gag order Just means I can't
2: talk To anybody at any time About anything That they talk to me about From that point forward Alright so, so it's, it's basically Like a gag, confidentiality right? agreement Yeah except uh, If you break it You don't get sued They can put me in prison For ten years For violating the gag order So it's much so more it's, serious So it's a big serious Serious deal Yeah. Okay. So you can't So you can't violate that like i'm doing now yeah so you can't do that so it's a big it's a big problem so anyway no so the, essentially um i signed this gag order and i pretty much signed my all my rights away for everything so they say well look uh, we know you didn't do it so here's the plan this is what we need you to do in the first test so the first thing we need you to do okay is contact your attorney and tell them we've been here and that you know you're going to enter a not guilty plea but we what we need to do is transfer the case to the federal system Okay. the feds are going to pick up your case and i said well the thing is, two days ago i entered a guilty plea so they just look at me and they don't say anything and they're just like the fuck did you just <laughs> say i was like yeah but my lawyer said you know like i go through all this right, door, then, yeah. and they were like you're literally not guilty and i was like i know and they were like so what i say so like wait a minute so you entered it like you've already entered a plea in state court and i was like yes all right, so they're like, we're going to have our lawyers contact your lawyers, see what we can do. So I contacted my lawyer. We tried to withdraw my guilty plea. The judge in the case said, no, can't do it. He's pled yeah. guilty, can't do it. So then the feds went from, we want to pick it up in federal court, pull you out of jail, put you in a safe house, so to now, stalking, now we can't do anything. Now the state court has it, we can't raise suspicions by taking you out of jail. Okay, We could have transferred you
3: yeah. and
2: then put you in a safe house and kept you up, but now we can't do that mm-hmm. because it's state court and we don't want to arouse suspicions. So now you're gonna have to sit in prison until the state lets you go, or until this matter is resolved.
0: So you had Whichever to stay first. in.
2: That's why you yeah. did your. What you said three, three years. years. Yeah, you did the, the three years, and the they found years. out you're
0: innocent. How? How? Uh,
2: they found out the. Day, well, they knew all along. They approached me, but the they day jumped in after, and told the
0: day after. The day after, you you after I pled guilty. So you actually weekend. pled guilty the day after they said we know you're innocent, and you spent the three years.
2: Yeah, you're talking. I got arrested March the second. I entered the guilty plea in July. Okay. okay, of the same year. <laughs> All right, and and I was so I knew in July, five months or four, really four months into my sentence of three years, that the FBI knew I was not guilty, and they let me stay there. So okay. yeah, yeah. Well, for like a
0: PR purpose, or well, for
2: lots of reasons. I mean, they didn't want to arouse suspicions at that time. Uh, they knew that Matt was heavily involved in child trafficking; that he had made personal videos with minors, that he had uh, filmed himself having sex with children, that he had sold those videos. And they just didn't turn that information over to the state. So the state only thought all they had was child pornography. But really the feds kept the juicy stuff for themselves and opened up a larger federal investigation, and they wanted Matt to believe he had gotten away with that, Mm. that the local police just hadn't found it on the computer uh, because they didn't charge him with it. So they must not have found it, right? So Mm -hmm. uh, that's what they wanted Matt to believe. Okay, so uh, they thought by intervening and knowing, making their presence known, that it would change Matt and his attorney's opinion gotcha. about what was happening, and it right. may blow an undercover investigation right. that they were currently okay. working. So they were they were concerned about that. So, uh, so they you know, and they didn't care about me one way or the other. They were like, I mean, they were apologetic, but I mean, that's the you know, when you're sitting in jail for some shit you didn't do, and it's blasted all over the news, and like the guys in the jail cell think you're a pedophile and they want to kill you. It's not much comfort for some fed to go, oh, yeah, sorry about that, but you have to stay. Good Lord. You're just like, oh. If well, if you
0: care, do you care if I uh, hit a quick summary, and then we hit a short break so Dean yeah. here yeah. can relieve his overactive bladder? Yeah, yeah, okay. that's good. good. So, this man had a best friend that he confided in, and then within a split second, basically, he found out that he was a carrier of child pornography on his laptop and that was the first thing he found out later found out that he was distributing it filming it and was involved in it on a deeper level he found out that he found out the justice system was a lot more corrupt than he was raised to believe so he's getting all these shell shock loss of innocence moments all in seconds seconds and then he's falsely accused put in prison day after he pleads guilty fbi agents come into him and tell him we know you're innocent but you have to stay in jail while we work on this case yeah And you spent three years in prison working with them on the case. Yeah, exactly. All right, well, that's a lot to take in as a 30-minute excerpt, so we're going to (laughs) take a quick break, and we'll be right back. And we're back. It was a pretty quick one this time, so I'm in the same mindset. Nice. Nice. Let's get it. Yeah. All right, so we left off with um, you just found out that the FBI knows that you're innocent, but they want you to stay in prison while you help them with the case, and you're saying that, well, I don't know shit about Exactly. anything that he was doing so I don't know exactly. how I can help with you help you with anything.
2: Yeah, basically the attitude that was given to me about that was look, you know Matt better than anybody that we have. Okay. okay. So, we need to know things about Matt and I was like I mean, what do you want to know? And, I mean, it started out like, well, what kind of food does he like to eat? And I'm just like,
0: what the fuck? I was
2: like, he rapes kids. Like, we can't <laughs> fuck what kind of cheeseburger he gets a witness? Like, yeah. fuck. Like, I was just like, I don't understand why you're asking me that. And they were like, look, everything helps. And I was like, does it? <laughs> everything? Yeah. So, I don't know. So, we, there's a lot of banter. And, you know, he get into the book and get all the little details about the, you know, they brought me cheeseburgers at times. And I was like, I can't eat this shit. Uh, you know, because it's just like the shit we're talking about. I'm like, oh my god, like what the fuck? Yeah. Like, you just, it's just terrible. So, uh, you know, do you have
0: an appetite right now? Yeah, yeah, I was yeah, like, oh, thanks. Don't, I mean,
2: don't get me wrong, I still hate it, <laughs> but, like, <laughs> but like, I can't, you know, I just <laughs> can't deal with it. But still, so oh, like, you know, really and they're asking me like, well, you know, it started out the whole first day, really, was about. And I don't even really detail that part in the book as much, but they talked a lot about, um, you know, you know, what kind of food he's like, where does he like to hang out, what does he like to do, what kind of girls does he like, what kind of, the, you know, just
0: gotcha. all this
2: crazy thing. And Just uh, really
0: trying to get him, get to know him as a person psychologically yeah. and, like, habitually. Right. And just, you know. They understand. wanted to get a
2: routine down, and, I mean, you know, they were, like, trying to figure out when the fuck does he do this. If I don't know anything about it, like, when the fuck does he do this? Like, you know what I mean? That's that's basically like, you know, if I don't know anything about it, then does the man never sleep or what's going on? So he was late to work a lot. Like, he was always late to work. He was oh, up yeah. super, super late at night, and that's why, because he was doing a lot of this shit at night. So, uh, so it's one of these things where, uh, you know, I was trying to give him as much detail as I could. As we went through the process, I began to find out that some of the information I was giving them turned out to be huge. Uh, and one of the things was, uh, I don't know, how long have you guys been in Lexington? A while? Or
0: not, not. I
1: think Eric's
0: lived um, here, like most of I that.
1: was in Lessington, um until I was 12, Then moved to Nicholasville, until I was 18. I'm 24. Okay. So. And then I moved back here. So you spent six years out of 20. Lexington. Yeah, so. So do you guys know. So I'm like 13 to 20, that seven years. Okay. So do you guys
2: know Richmond Road uh, area where Home Depot is there? absolutely do okay so do you know there used to be a perkins restaurant in that parking lot yes i do okay great so that perkins restaurant we used to go there all the time uh we, it was just a place they had good food they were cheap we knew this particular yeah, yeah we used to in late, late 24 hours we'd go there at four in the morning yeah. you know it's awesome so we'd go out and do fucked up shit and then go there so you know i mean we had a good time we go to pool halls and
1: we go to, like our you know, waffle house it basically, yeah. It's,
2: like Perkins was fucking awesome. I loved it. It was
1: good, but, but I'll tell you that you know. But
2: as I found out later, uh, he was using that as a drop site and a meet point for. Kids. Oh my no god! Shit. And so we would go there, and like they would, he would be like, he would go in the restroom and have a Ziploc baggie with like DVDs of shit, and he would like drop no it in the back of the shit. toilet. Yeah. So and I was like, oh, this is why you wanted to go to Perkins Like I never knew about that. So I just brought up Perkins. Like they had found Perkins being a drop point through other people they had arrested okay? okay so they knew about that but they did not know it had anything to do with Matt and they never knew who was making the drops at that restaurant and then they found out wow you know and Matt would pick up cash there he would drop dvds there it was all kinds of things and I never knew about it i mean yeah he went to the bathroom i'd say every time we went there but i don't i don't really think about it uh, I got a friend, Jesse. You know Jesse. I got a friend, Jesse. You go out to eat with that son of a bitch. He'll definitely go to the bathroom. Yeah. Everywhere we go. I'm
0: doing this the guy. So, yes. so, you know, gonna have. Ladder, like. so, like, if
2: it's fucking weird that you go to the bathroom, then maybe I ain't talk to Jesse. <laughs> yeah, right? like, yeah, I know. Like, so it's like, right, you know what I mean? That's my point. Like, it's not like, you know, so it's like, okay, well, this is not a. It's not an unusual thing, you know. So I never thought anything about it. So I had to fucking pee. All right. So, so if, they were like, basically,
0: yeah. like you didn't find it strange that he was using yeah. the bathroom every single time he went. Well, no, no, uh, yeah, and they were, yeah, like they, did, they
2: didn't really harp on that, but they did harp on a lot of. Don't you think it's weird that you know? So uh, really you we know, had one really thing for uh, example that I said. What kind of girls does he like? I said, so, well, you know, he likes these uh, petite girls, you know, uh, you know, pretty, uh, small figure. You know, imagine that. You know, now I didn't mean eight year olds. I just meant like people his age. <laughs> I mean, were no small chance. yeah yeah they were just like small and they were like well don't you think that's weird i was like well i might think it no, was no. weirder if he was like he liked like knew. old
3: fat
1: ladies like,
2: yeah. if that was, like if that was his thing i'd be like bro okay i, I mean know, it's if
3: different it i you know. think that's weird then
1: i'm a i'm a pedophile right I'm like sure. it's that's, like, that's at a, my same time i like skinny petite chicks something i mean like, right like it's so, weird so, i'm weird okay. yeah so like i mean that's
2: not it's not something that's gonna bring you a red flag right right
1: so, <laughs> like who's
2: gonna be like oh you're like skinny bitches
0: you're obviously a pedophile like
2: right how was i supposed to link that up, and that's like, beyond no.
0: the fact that you guys were best friends and you put so much trust into him. So that sure. kind of puts blinders. That was going to be blind well. anyway. Yeah. I wasn't going to see
2: that anyway. It, yeah. You know, and I knew he had problems. I knew he had issues. But he had issues, family issues. He had, you know, with his brother, with his parents. You know, he he did that's get along also with what his you guys dad. bonded
0: on initially. Yeah,
2: exactly. So. so he had a lot of personal issues as well, and yeah. he had a lot of trouble with relationship issues, uh, and he. You know, he had an alcohol problem. He drank too much, you know, and that was a real problem. So I thought, you know, a lot of these issues can be taken back to his personal problems and his alcoholism. It had nothing to do with... I mean, nobody's going to be like, oh, you drink too much, you can't hold down a relationship, and you pee during dinner, you're a pedophile. Like, who puts that together? Like, if you can do (laughs) that, then you should be, like, fucking... I mean, you should be solving all the cases, because what the fuck? Like, how, You're a genius. How can you figure that out? Right. So nobody's going to come to that conclusion, and especially when it's your friend. You're not going to think, like, you're never going to go that. I was like, yeah, well, maybe, because they were like, well, he had a bunch of extra cash, and he was, you know, he bought this car, he had a brand new car, and he had a brand new computer, and I said, say, what do you think he got all this money? I said, you know, he said he paid for it, but... I re- we just kind of thought like his dad did it because his dad made good money. And we're like his dad probably bought it. He probably saved some money. Like he got like a twenty thousand dollar car. Like he probably saved like four or five grand because. He had a job, worked full-time, and then just didn't uh, have any expenses at home. His parents yeah. paid for everything. So I was like, he probably just you know saved up four or $5,000. His dad paid for the rest, and then he was like, yeah, i paid pay cash for the car. Like, you know, <laughs> baby, guys do that sometimes. Yeah. Shit like that. It's, not, it's not totally weird.
1: So. Guys, this sounds like I'm a pedophile at this point. If you're, like, isolating that kind of stuff, I bought that car with cash. I have a yeah. computer. It is. It's TV. nice, too. Baby cash. I'm and just going to make a real all quick this is phone list. I real bought quick local plan. art. Am I a pedophile? <laughs> Fuck. I'm I
2: don't know. I'm going to <laughs> call some people. I'm going to call some people. If you get raided later, it wasn't me. Okay? I swear <laughs> to God. It wasn't me. It might have been me. It might have been <laughs> me. No, I'm just. Yeah. I would call the FBI and be like so I remember like uh, 12 years ago you thought this was some fucked up shit so let me tell you I got a friend like young petite girls <laughs> <the FBI. laughs> let you, all i all about in case he's a pedophile I'm just letting you know now this is what the fuck I know and it's all I know I swear to god I'm not involved right. so, yeah, just, I, just, I, don't I, I don't know so yeah so it's ridiculous how can you make me laugh about that I don't know it's, <laughs> yeah, it's, so it's really not funny but it is like, it's you a fucked up me? skill it's just such a a fucked up assertion that like, yeah. you think about it and you're just like how can you come to that conclusion like, I mean, like, it's so stupid it's laughable to think that right. you yeah. know I could know that but I mean their overall point was you're best friends with this guy you hang out with him all the time you practically live together and you know even though we do I mean I had my own apartment he still lives home with his parents but he spent like a whole summer at my house and it's like you know what's going, on? and they scoured over videos and like took pictures of the inside of that apartment. Not that I lived there when I got arrested, but they went to that apartment. and was like taking pictures of the walls and shit, like making sure uh, that like nothing happened there. And, and they were like, nothing happened here. You know, I was like, no, he didn't bring any like fucking nine year olds over and fuck them in my house. Like, right. like that's like I would have at some point I'd be like, who's the nine year old? Like we are <laughs> like we all we all drink underage, but I mean they were like seventeen, not nine. So would right, and yeah, did he fuck a seventeen year old there? maybe but he was like also 17 so
1: but that's legal here so So it is what it is like what do you mean
2: so I don't know so it's just play ball Like it's, well, it's not entirely true. <laughs> Twelve-year-olds are growing into quirk these days. You gotta be careful, all right? So, but look, it's it, it is making that call <laughs> at this point, all right? No, but it, anyway, it's it's just one of those things that like you. I couldn't have come to that conclusion, and they were they pressured me a lot at the beginning to explain that. And it's got to be an annoying process trying yeah. to have yeah. these
0: FBI agents disregard yep. that you're no, really man. close with this guy, your best mm-hmm. friends, you have yeah. so much trust in them, so you're already yeah. going to have blinders in the situation. Well. And they're <laughs> pestering on things that are not really a sign for you know an obvious sign for somebody being a pedophile. So yeah. that's got to be an annoying process. R- R- Real quick, saying. and I'll be finished.
1: I'm finish him, sorry. I mean, um, I, I, my whole point with that was it's like Dean being friends with me, and then I'm the pedophile. Yeah, he has no idea. But yeah. I mean I'm, I'm not a PFL. I was okay. like, wait <laughs> so yeah, are, right. a minute, so you are a Play like, like <laughs> it's the same signs is my point. That yeah. like yeah, yeah, yeah. I have I bought a car with cash, but like it, it, that shit is so irrelevant. I mean like yeah, how would, would you know? You
2: I can't. mean, that's
1: my whole thing. Like, I could be a pedophile if if those are the standards, and so yeah. can E. I mean, like those. Well, and the question was, you
2: was don't you think something's weird about some of that? Some of it, yes, he couldn't hold down relationships, but I, it's uh, totally attributed well, I mean, it to like, the other fucked up shit. That are you was serious? Going on that's not life.
0: strange to me. I have, so, s- like, I have so, so many, well, not really friends, acquaintances that can't <laughs> hold down relationships, <laughs> yeah, and yeah, best yeah. friends that it can't. <laughs> right,
2: right. It's like it's. That's but, what
3: I'm I mean, I'm not
2: to say strange as a, as a stretch, but I mean, I, I like, I could definitely attribute it to. Well, yeah, but it's no wonder he has fucked up relationships. Like, you know, he was, like, 14, 15 years old. A dude got murdered in front of his face in his house. Like, that's pretty fucked up. Okay? And then there's, like, just all these other things. Like, he has a terrible relationship with his mom and his stepdad. That can't help relationships. So, I just didn't didn't think it was weird. I just thought it can all be easily explained. That was my thought. So, you know, but not the way they thought. I should be able to explain it, obviously, but... You know, so it nobody was it was comes a thing. To, he's
1: kids. Right. Nobody gets
2: nobody time. gets there except the feds. that do that for a living. But, <laughs> yeah. Enough. So I mean, and that's they're the only people that are like, he's definitely raping kids. And I'm like, well I mean oh, it, you've been doing this for twenty years, so I guess you know, but I didn't know. So my thing was like at some point uh, you know, I while I might have thought some things were suspicious, I was never gonna arrive at that angle. And they accepted that eventually. The feds yeah. accepted that eventually. They did move into the next phase was, okay, so if you didn't know anything about it, you didn't, you know, you weren't going to come to that conclusion. But it was definitely happening. So we want to rule out the fact that you didn't know about it. All right, okay. even even if you know, because maybe you knew about it. And they were like, "So what about this?" Uh, they they went into this. So are you having sex with him? Were you guys having sex? And I was like, "No, why?" I mean, we weren't having sex. They're right. like, "Well, he said you guys were having sex, and it, we weren't having sex." He so, lied about even yeah, being straight. Yeah. So he he everything. told the, he told the local police that. Uh, he wasn't into child porn, that I was into child porn, and that we were having sex, and he was actually terrified of me, and he was doing what I told him to do as part of a sexual relationship. Wow. So that was a story he told local police. So what then the FBI mean, was like... A
0: psychopath.
2: Right. So then the <laughs> FBI is like, oh, this is interesting. We're going to follow up on this for sure. You know, see <laughs> yeah. what's going on here. So All then right. the, uh, yeah, so the... Uh, <laughs> The local police were like, oh, he's definitely like some kind of g- crooked gay, like sexual deviant or something. Yeah. And and that's what they painted that. They got that picture they painted from Matt and his lawyer, you know. So gotcha. essentially the FBI went through that and, and hammered it out. I mean, we never had sex. There was no evidence of that because it didn't happen. right? But, um, you know, and, and, and I talk about that in the book some, you know, about... You know, look, you had to, I mean, you know, we and, and at trial we did this. We It was the most uh, uncomfortable thing at trial uh, where it was, you know, and this was his second trial. Uh, his first trial, uh, not the same. But in his second trial, we went up and uh, they were asking me, like, are you sure you didn't have sex with this guy? Well, didn't you want to have sex with this guy? And, like, at some point it's, like, infuriating because Matt was a good-looking guy. But it's kind of like, all right. Even, it, like, I always tell this, you know, I always say sh- straight guys, well, you see pretty women. Do you just want to automatically have sex with every pretty woman that you see? That's N- a weird question. You know, I mean, it's so it's like, no, I mean, you know, but it, it doesn't mean, like, if you're good friends, I mean, have you all ever made good friends with a another uh, chick that is, you know, good looking, but, like, it was never about sex? you know have you guys ever made like good friends with a chicken? it's never been yeah. Go. yeah of
0: course yeah so I, I have mean a friend now who's uh, getting married yeah we're yeah. good friends she's a pretty woman yeah Yeah. so I mean you know I
1: mean, I mean, like
0: the, well and Eric not, with uh, yeah. my girlfriend Olivia she's gorgeous and, yeah. and you know he knows it but it's not, like, right. it's he's not, gorgeous. It's I mean, not like sexually it's not yeah, yeah. Like and
1: it's man. one thing you
2: know and that was the thing that, it's like the FBI and the local police couldn't get they were like well didn't you find Matt attractive Yes, he's an attractive guy, but that's you know like I could ask you if you find Olivia attractive. It doesn't mean you want to go have sex with her. There's a there's a difference yeah, yeah, totally in like saying yeah. someone's attractive and I'm going to go have sex with them. Right. You know, it's sort of it's it's sort of like people think like for whatever the reason, gay people are just uncontrollable sex maniacs.
0: Right.
3: They're
2: like, oh, if I find you attractive, I'm going to fuck you whether you like it or not. <laughs> it doesn't work like that. We think the same way you all think. You don't just see a girl walking down the street and be like, I want to fuck that, so I'm gonna. All right, yeah, that's so great, I'm really, <laughs> I what you're Right, I mean, it's just—I mean, that's the thing. Like, it's not—you know—I mean, it, you know—it's it, not like that, okay? It's not to that oh, level. Got you. So, but they, you know, they couldn't—they couldn't grasp their heads around it, and, and and you know, they also couldn't grasp their heads around the difference in the word love. So, love is a complicated word, okay? Uh, you know, you can love someone. You could love your mother, okay? It doesn't mean you want to have sex with her. It's a different kind of love, right? Right. Uh, you can love your wife or your girlfriend. I mean, you do want to have sex with her, you know? So there's that kind of love. You'd be in love with them. You can love your friend, all right. You can be a straight guy and love this guy. It doesn't mean you want to have sex with him. Exactly. You guys are friends. It's different. It's yeah. di- so there's multi different layers of love. Like you don't love this guy like you might love your mom or your girlfriend. Or there's like multiple kinds of love. So they had quoted me as saying, you know, did you love Matt? Yeah, I love Matt. He's my uh, best. Taking out of And they were like, oh, so well. you loved him? And I was like, okay, wait a minute, you fucking asshole. So like it was just you know, so it was it was interesting to me how much my sexuality was used against me through this it's entire process. Sure. Yeah, you know, like it's be where it was like, okay, so you're gay, so clearly uh, you're a pedophile. You want to fuck every dude you see, like, it's, <laughs> like that's pretty broad generalizations, everybody. Okay, yeah. like you know, come on, it's it's pretty fucked up. So once we got past all the uncomfortable stuff, and I started pointing out things to the feds, places that Matt and I would frequent, you know. Uh, they the Perkins things came up. There was an apartment we used to go to. This stripper that we knew that was a <laughs> she stripped down at Platinum, and we used to go to her house all the time. And she'd walk around with no shirt on, and it was just this, just this thing we did. I don't know why. Like I never even understood why we ever went there.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, and and I just figured, well, just I guess Matt likes her titties. I don't know. Like we just because we would just go there and just hang out, and like she would just hang out with us. It sure. wasn't like she wasn't like stripping for us, but she would just not have a shirt on, and it would just be like. Okay, like it's cool. Like you go to your bro's house and don't have a shirt on. Okay, but if you like you, it, it'd be like you know, you go to your bro's house and he's just like not wearing pants, no underwear, nothing. You're just like, yeah. so what's uh, yeah, what's like what's like, going oh, on with this yeah, right here? Uh, uh,
1: I don't mean to be awkward,
2: but um, your dick's out. So <laughs> I'm just curious, like what's happening? Like, Bobby I don't, dangling. yeah, right. what's going on? Is there like a thing I should, so you know, so it's just weird. Like she would just, her tits would just be hanging out, so and it, yeah. she'd just be chilling, like. So it was weird, but that apartment turned out to be a place that they used, that they rented, that these people that Matt worked for, they rented this place, you know, oh, and, they, okay. and they used it. And they were able actually to raid that place and, and rescue a girl because of the things I told them. Wow. So, yeah, So, so I mean, Matt was so,
0: involved on a whole on different many, many level than yeah. what you initially found out from the beginning. So right. as you went through this process, you learned more and more about how intricately involved he was on the whole operation, which yeah. I, I, I imagine – was multifaceted like yeah. there was many people involved in many levels in yeah, yeah. many different locations yeah was was, it was went. a multi-million dollar operation multi-million sure. dollar oh,
2: absolutely oh my.
0: and there was i mean there's tons of people it blows my mind and breaks my heart that there yeah. are that many people in this world who are attracted and sexually mm-hmm. invigorated by certain oh, yeah. children oh god absolutely. I can, uh, and the market is huge for it i mean the
2: market is huge for it i mean the uh, I'll tell you what. The uh, what's interesting is the market for uh, guys is higher than girls, actually, uh, especially American guys and American girls. Okay, so it's it's one of these things where it's like uh, if you think about. I'm trying to I'm trying to find something to compare it to, but it's kind of like cars. Okay, uh, and, and it's a really simplified version of this. But if I say go buy a Ford, whatever doesn't really matter what it is, a Ford.
3: Okay,
2: uh, it's going to be cheaper here, right? Because it's just an American car. If so I go buy like a Bugatti, okay, it's going to be, it's a it's a, a, it's a foreign car. If I say what type of cars are the most expensive, people say, well, foreign cars are more expensive, all right? Absolutely. They just are, period, because they're, you know, they're natural cars, they're a commodity. Everybody wants that, but they can't afford it. Okay. right. So if you if you take that into the this dark underground world of of child pornography and child trafficking, it's the same model, you know, uh, only the foreign cars, the ones that everybody wants are Americans. Okay. they want white predominantly white American children, uh, whether it be boys or girls. And they want certain age groups. And that's what sells a lot of money. Boys are way, way more valuable than girls because they're much, much harder to come across. Okay, They're much harder to, you know, you look at this and you, if you say, uh, you know, uh, who's easier to rape, a guy or a girl? Well, everybody's going to be like, well, you know, the girl is probably easier to rape, right? The guy's going to be more likely to fight back. Well, that holds true for a 10-year-old, too. You know, a 10-year-old boy is more likely to fight you hard than a 10-year-old girl, right? A 10-year-old girl might give up being overpowered. And that's what we saw in many of these circumstances. So, you know, what's interesting about that is you think about the amount of money. If I say to you, who owns Bugattis? Like, who owns those type of cars? Who owns, like, fucking $500,000 cars, you know, pretty much everybody's going to say the top one percent, right? Who, Morgan. Yeah, who the He's fuck else can Ross afford said, it, yeah. right? Well, who <laughs> do you think's who do you think's financing the child porn industry and in child trafficking industry? The top one percent, because the ones that are affected by Americans, especially,
1: especially
2: yeah, it's it's huge. I mean, th- that's the thing. So they travel internationally, so they can have sex with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, they purchase highly, you know. Uh, sought-after child porn videos, things like what Matt was doing, a young, attractive male having sex with a nine-year-old is just something you can't get all right and he would get like they had this network and he would get requests and there would be uh you know i want a brunette girl eight years old wearing you know a plaid skirt you know and it was that specific that and they would nuts. go fucking find a brunette eight-year-old girl who met the description and buy her a fucking plaid skirt and put her in the video and fucking rape her all right that's how it would go so
1: so i have a question so i heard of pizza Gate?
2: Yeah, it's not real, but I've heard about it. But, yeah.
1: I mean, like, it's obviously not real. But yeah. I mean, like but, but things like it real. are real.
2: 100%. So. I mean, like, yeah. it's obviously that's yeah. the dumbest fuck. Mm-hmm.
1: But, I mean, like, like the whole, like, D.C. scene mm-hmm. where guys, mm-hmm. you know, want, like, some shit, Is that, like, somehow related to, like, the situation?
2: So, uh, yes and no. Is it similar? Yes. Is it related directly? No. Uh,
1: like
2: and and here's, the, here's the other thing. Uh, it's not just D.C., okay? Uh, I'm going to tell you right now, Kentucky is one of the highest... Uh, areas for child trafficking and the reason why if you don't know is because we have 64 and 75 flows right through lexington okay right. so whether you're going to go east west or north north or south i mean we can we can take those kids and get them everywhere so florida is a huge intake so think about the drug problem that we've had here opioids yeah. and things coming up from yeah. Yeah, florida it's been a huge kidding. the yeah. pill mill they call it right? right so child trafficking follows that same line of things right. it's just that it's a lot harder to track children and that's built. just because
3: of
0: the logistical probability of yep. the two interstates intersecting in one state.
2: Right. So we just unluckily wow. happen to be in the middle
1: Sandy
2: of that. with Ohio, correct? Yeah, Ohio. Yeah, part yeah. of that. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, the whole tri-state area, Ohio, Indiana, yeah. Kentucky, you know, huge, huge. You know, it's big. The Derby is one of the number one most trafficked uh, children events. the Kentucky right Derby. I
3: that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. my God.
2: Yeah, people don't know that, you know, but it's a huge thing. It really is the Super Bowl, another huge thing. Oh, I knew about the Super Tons Bowl. Tons of people come in there, rich people. The Super Bowl is fucking expensive. They go. The Derby is fucking expensive. All yeah, right. That's true. But you also have all these people from other countries come in. You have people that are coming in from countries where it's legal to not only fuck but marry an eight-year-old if you want. I so they know. come in and they go. I want to fucking American eight-year-old while I'm here in Louisville. Alright, so there's people that can provide those services. And I mean, the FBI is all over that shit. I mean, don't get me wrong. They're fucking all over it. But it still happens. I mean, it can still happen. They can't, they can't put a complete stop to it. There's no way.
1: So, I mean, it's so widespread. Yeah. I mean, like, as you said, it is a tri-state area. I've heard a lot about uh, drugs and child trafficking. It's just because yeah. of the highway seems like it, mm-hmm. you know com- coming together yeah, yeah I mean I, I've heard that same thing which I'm glad you brought up because I mean that totally validates your claim right I mean, yeah like it's the same it, it, it operates the same way. way I mean like if, if, anybody, if anybody was like me and like is that, I, I first heard the story from DJ and being the way I am I'm always skeptical sure but like you brought us some shit. I'm like, okay, this guy's not bullshit. Yeah. yeah no. But, man, I mean, I, I always want to hear. I, I always want to be proven wrong. Yeah. But, I mean, my thing is, I'm like, when I first heard your story, I was like, this guy's bullshit. Yeah. Honestly. I've said yeah. it to
2: many people in the past, I wouldn't believe this
0: shit if it didn't happen to me.
1: And you brought oh, yeah. up some points. I'm like, so, okay. This, this, and this I don't is think real. it uh, uh,
0: yeah. helps the case that you are um, your attitude now and the way you carry yourself now yeah. and your charisma and your mannerisms. Yeah. Like, you're a happy-go-lucky guy. I mean, yeah. we met at work. Sure. And you've literally have just we just been mm-hmm. fucking around, just making jokes yeah. all the time, and then I hear a tidbit of your story, yeah. and then I get a little interested. I'm like, whoa, what now? Yeah, this guy went through this. Nah, yeah, not at all. And then right. you know, me and you talked. Um, mm-hmm. Olivia showed me your book, and then yeah. you know we got. To hear, obviously, yeah. But I mean, like he said, it was it was hard to believe, especially what well, he carried. It himself.
2: is well, and I tell you the uh, the things that always strike me as the hardest to believe about the story are the level of police corruption, which is today's times becoming more believable because that's being publicized right. more. Right. But but as a young kid, I was like, mm-hmm, you know, I mean, I was like, can you also know. come from to a different you, generation? You? Yeah, I'm 24, and
0: he's 20. 24. All right,
2: so so I was 23 when I got arrested. So we're I was in prison right now at your age. Okay, so so it's like you know. Yourself in that shoes you know. At right. that age, like I had never really dealt with the police on that level, mm-hmm. and I didn't really know the police to be anything but people that you know arrest people for crimes, protect people from other people. I didn't know they were gonna they would lie and cheat. I mean, you know, right. when the police came in and they had me take a lie detector test, and I was like, sure, this will be great. Uh, they told me I failed the lie detector test, and the, you know, and that was a problem. But here's the thing: uh, I didn't fail the lie detector, and the FBI told me later I didn't, in fact, fail it. And they were like, so we don't they understand. I to lie
1: to
2: you. Yeah, and, and so they just, told, yeah. but they told me I did, and I had no idea. I was like, how the fuck did I fail this lie detector? Like, I swear to God I'm telling the truth, right? And then the FBI, I asked the FBI later, uh, you know, through this process at one point, I said, so, I mean, how the fuck did I fail the lie detector? And they were like, what are you talking about? I was like, huh. I don't know. And they were like, because we, they wanted me to take a lie detector. So they too. were the, the under, under the
0: assumption you knew that you passed. Said that I passed, right. So okay. the FBI was like, you
2: know, we know you already took one polygraph, but we want you to take ours because we are way better than your local police at doing this. So I was like, well, okay. apparently I don't have real good fucking luck with that. I mean, you guys already know a lot about me, but, you know, I <laughs> like, apparently I failed those for no goddamn reason at all. So, and they were like, what are you talking about? I was like, what do you, I mean, I failed their lie detector. And they were like. Shuffled some papers around, went back and looked at stuff. They were like, did it? And I was like, yeah. And then they were like, no, you didn't fail the polygraph." And I was like, what do you mean I didn't fail?
1: They're allowed to lie to you, which is so crazy. And uh, and I was like, wow,
2: about something like that. And they were like, yeah, they can say whatever the fuck they want because it's not admissible in court. And I was like, so they can just fucking lie to me? And they're like, yeah. that's why I should have a lawyer. I was like, well, no shit. Like especially now like, I know that, yeah. but I didn't know then. I was like, well, especially
1: the after fuck? 9-11, they can do whatever the fuck they want. Dude. It's, it's so crazy. So wild. Have, so, that's it's why scary. I said, ask for a
2: lawyer because your lawyer will get to the right. bottom of it. All right, your lawyer knows what to do. You don't know right. what to do. I don't give a fuck how smart you are. You know, I went you know, to law, law school law. and I'd still ask for a lawyer. Sure. I'm not trying to be my own lawyer. I'm not trying to do that. You get yeah. wrapped up in stuff. You start thinking you're smarter than the police, and they'll have you tricked into no, fucking. You know, especially I feel like when you anything. take your
0: own case as a lawyer you kind of get wrapped up in the situation emotionally beyond your know, L- law 101 they tell yeah, you that's beyond professionalism yeah. then you're wrapped up in it that's a personal yeah, thing
2: Yeah, like if I'm going to sue you in small claims court I'll totally represent myself but if it's a criminal matter where I'm in trouble I'm not doing that shit so yeah, you, you pass that. the bar
0: and yeah. can legally yeah. practice yeah. law in Kentucky yeah. or just like uh, in the, state? Tri-state.
2: Uh, in the so tri-state they have to have a tri-state exam uh, so you can go practice in Ohio okay. uh, and uh, Indiana as well so because
0: so, obviously the laws vary from state to state well and
2: also you have things like if you wanted to move to Louisville to practice law, you're going to get some Southern Indiana stuff. Okay, gotcha. and if you if you're going to move to you know Northern Kentucky, you're going to get some Cincinnati stuff. Gotcha. Okay, it so they want sense. you to be yeah. able to kind of go over there and do that as well. Uh, now I don't practice. Laws law. change with distance. Yeah, they yeah, do. Gotcha. Yeah, which is I. Crazy, yeah. I, it
1: crazy change. Right. It is. Well,
0: in
2: Kentucky's a Commonwealth state, which is.
1: Yeah. Okay.
0: I, this is really off topic, but mm-hmm. you're well versed in this. Uh, what does Commonwealth mean? I've always been very curious. yeah.
2: So, uh, so Commonwealth essentially is just a different type of government, essentially instead of a state. So, um, I, I'll. This is my best example. to always use this. You guys ever watch Law and Order? Which one? Any, any. any yes. Yes. Seldomly. Any yeah. Okay. So, so have you ever seen Law & Order where something happens and then, and then the police come and say, well, like, we they know something happened and they say, do you want to press charges? And then the person says, no. And then they don't lock them up. All right? Like, the police know for a fact this crime happened. But so so that's the biggest difference in a Commonwealth and like a state like New York. So North the Commonwealth does the ask Commonwealth if you wanna, will press charges on its own without a victim. Oh, Commonwealth will on your
0: behalf. On, okay. So that
2: means if yes. the police witness me and you getting into an altercation yes. or having some kind of crime, so. I'm punching you, they can arrest me with assault for assault without you saying. You can say I don't want to press charges, and I go I don't give a fuck. Yeah, the Commonwealth is going to press uh, charges because uh, we won't be having this right. Uh, it, and so, like, rape cases, things like that, you know, where rape kits come back and confirm a rapist. In New York, a rapist that has raped someone and a rape kit has confirmed, like, let's say, uh, just purely hypothetical. But you have to
1: press charges in New York.
2: Right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, if I rape Eric, and they can prove that I raped Eric, but then Eric's like, I'm not I don't want to press
3: charges. But, you
2: know, then, like, because Eric's, I don't know, like, fucked up in the head about it. And yeah, he doesn't right. press charges. <laughs> New York can't do shit about it. They're like, we know he did Like, we literally know he raped it. And we can't do anything about it. Wow. There's okay?
1: Science to prove it. Exactly, <laughs>
2: but then you know. But in Kentucky, they'll be like, uh, "No, uh, you're, yeah, dude, you're, your you know, you, <laughs> yeah, yeah right. I mean, you're going okay. to prison forever on that." Rate. Okay. Oh, so yeah, okay. so that's the biggest difference. Okay. So, and, um, but there's a lot of other variations. But that's the, that's the, and most common Because I like the main the, difference. Uh,
1: the illegal age is sixteen. Uh, am I correct?
2: That's not correct, actually. A lot actually, of people think that. Let me tell you what it is. It's 16 play. plus 2. So here's what people don't understand about that, which means in Kentucky, at the age of 16, it is, you're legally allowed to have sex with someone who is 18, and that 18-year-old won't get in trouble. Mm-hmm. If the person's 19, that's plus 3. That's not legal anymore. Oh. So it's 16 plus 2. At 16, you can fuck an 18-year-old legally. At 17, you can fuck a 19-year-old legally. Okay. But anybody in their 20s is not fucking a minor or they're going to jail. Okay? Sex fence right there. But, oh, um, so. but That's a weird life, law. Like,
1: like, ways your way out of there?
2: Uh, maybe. If you're 20 I'm and you're fucking a 17-year-old, me. maybe. All right? I mean, if like, you're I'm 35 like, and you're fucking a 15-year-old, no. Is, is, especially what <laughs>
1: you're talking about. I don't yeah. know why I brought it up. But I, mean, I, I feel like you're, you're
2: very interested. interested in getting away with having sex with
1: Hey, how about
0: you tell me about uh-huh. those laws?
2: <laughs> yeah, it's so
1: wild. Like, because, like, I'm not I the guy. Matter, you know no. what I'm saying? So yeah. Like, yeah. Never mind. I, I heard hey, that John, was, I
0: might I write a, a book fact. one day. <laughs> <laughs> I heard that
1: was a fact. <laughs> me, so too. I heard that was a fact, so I was curious about your
2: input on that. So it is a partially true fact, but people skew that and just say, oh, 16 is a legal age. Not exactly. If you're 30, you can't just go around fucking 16. 16 year olds, all right. You guys are both too old to fuck a 16 or Dare year old. me. Yeah, no, 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 I'm not going to no, do that. Joke, sorry guys. Yeah. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> so, like, yeah, it's one of those things that, like, if you're by the time you're your guys' age, I mean, it's 18 and up or you're in trouble, okay? And I'm talking sex offender, rest of your life type of trouble. Talk about go to prison like I did, only you did it kind of trouble, okay? <laughs> all right, so not good, not good. So. So we go through this whole process. So we we get down. They eventually do rearrest Matt, charge him uh, with all the great shit. He gets convicted actually in his first case. Okay, so uh, he gets uh, the, he only gets uh, ten years on the pornography uh, case that he had, and the other case he got a hundred years in a day. And okay? this is the first of many,
0: or not many, but multiple convictions.
2: Uh, so his first so I guess I'll go back. His state case, which is what he got arrested okay, with yeah. with me, he got probation for that case. He got pro probation he got fucking probation for child pornography, yeah. He got, got
0: fucking probation. I, I got, got probation. probation I got I have probation for being in possession of marijuana and L S D. Yeah well yeah you can you can also get for three years
2: for uh for possession of child pornography i got five years prison okay he got probation though he had a lawyer and don't mind you he had a paid lawyer that makes me so big difference yeah oh my god so but at this time the Lexington police had no idea that he was involved in personal stuff so they think it's only the child porn which theoretically is bad enough right to go ahead and get uh you know some prison time you would think all right but no he got probation so after he gets his probation he's out the feds then arrest him and charge him with child pornography uh, he actually what happens is they weren't ready to arrest him yet and he got caught again in a separate undercover sting is what happened uh, by another undercover federal fun. agent who was like I know this fucking dude <laughs> like <laughs> you guys are running this big case on this fucking dude and so like what so it, he continued so, with the
0: actions after all the accusations yeah
2: and what happens that. is like they notify local police and there's a miscommunication because the FBI says we understand this is happening the isp notified the fbi in the area in which they uh, matt was in communication with this other undercover operation the isp meaning the internet provider okay so it was like you know whoever it was then i don't remember 10 years ago who it was but whoever it was it was somebody and then they also notify local police and say we've notified the police in that district and we've understand it's an fbi thing there's some communication malfunction and the local police here in lexington actually raid his home and arrest him again uh you well, because he's on probation, right? The gotcha. FBI has a fucking egg, all right? They're so mad. They're like, don't fucking arrest him. We weren't ready to arrest him yet. We don't have a full case. We well, need to are building him. a
0: case against him. And right, and so they're like, this is adding in. to
2: it, but we need to let him free because we need to let him take us to these other people. It's bigger right. than just this one guy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so... Anyway, so they're fucking pissed about it, but they're like, fuck it, we're going to keep him now. So they keep him. Uh, the feds are like, don't touch this fucking case. Get the fuck off yeah. of it. They wipe it off media. They put a ban on it. They get a federal order to stop the media from publicizing the second arrest. Okay. okay. They did initially publicize the second arrest, and then they had him take it down from their websites, and they no longer covered it when he got arrested again. Okay.
3: All right.
2: So the FBI has that power, if you didn't know. So, okay, didn't, so they, they go in and restrict that. So they've flabbergasted a few times this episode. <laughs> <I> know, <right? laughs> so they continued to build their case, but now Matt's in jail. He's held without bond. So on that child pornography charge, they bring is a separate case. He gets ten years on that. Okay. Okay. Uh, which in the federal system, if you don't know, uh, any crime you get in the federal system is eighty-five percent. Uh, minimum serve out. So if you get 10 years, you're going to serve eight and a half flat years. Okay. So you're going to be there for eight and a half years. All right. So he gets that conviction, he appeals it, he loses. So that happens. So he's got that. 10 oh, years. so
0: what you're saying is on the federal level, if they give you a sentence, you only do 85% of that sentence. That's correct. So okay, you got 10 okay.
2: years. So 85% is eight and a half. Gotcha. So you got eight right. and a half years. I just wanted to clarify because yeah. it took
0: me a minute. I just wanted my yeah, listeners to yeah. be able to understand. No, you're that. good. Okay.
2: Yeah, yeah. So then he got charged uh, in the large case with. Uh, many, many, many serious crimes, uh, obviously pertaining to his personal involvement. Gotcha. Uh, in the first case, he uh, they end up striking a deal with prosecutors. The deal that he strikes, so he doesn't he doesn't go to trial. Okay, in the first case, he right. strikes a deal. Uh, the deal is for sixty years. Okay, they think, look, he's got to serve eighty five percent of that. Like he's probably he might not even live that long. Like let's right. be real. So it's a fair. They like it. I'm not thrilled with the deal they take it well here's what you need to know here's a bit di- another difference in the commonwealth and in other states and the federal jurisdiction generally speaking if you go into a plea deal okay in the court system okay they have certain guidelines they have to follow and generally speaking unless a judge has excellent reason cannot uh, they cannot accept a plea deal like you go to kentucky court and you take a deal for five years all right the judge can reject the plea but they can't change your sentence. On, okay? on the
0: outside of a commonwealth?
2: No, or in Kentucky. The, in Kentucky, Kentucky in they Kentucky. can Kentucky. reject your plea. They can reject the plea. Now, in a state I, it's not so a commonwealth, they can't reject your plea. <laughs> so a commonwealth
0: state's a lot more harsh.
2: Yeah, it is. But okay. on the federal level, if you enter a guilty plea, you are guilty. So it doesn't matter what you kind of deal you entered with the prosecution. Gotcha. The judge right. does not have to follow that. Uh, guideline, even though that's a deal they reach, they can accept the plea and enter it as listed, and give you the time that was that was agreed to. And this is so they true. could give you more, or they could give yeah. you less. Okay. So what this judge said is, you know, all right, you're guilty. He's like, I'm gonna accept your guilty plea, but 60 years is not enough. I'm gonna give you 100 years and a day. So, there's an and-a-day clause in the federal and system. and fucking so day So, let clause. me tell you what the and-a-day is. Oh, my goodness. All right? Oh. And-a-day means you're going to run two consecutive sentences. And when you run two consecutive sentences, you're going to serve the large sentence first 100 years. Okay. And then you're going to serve a day. Okay? So, uh, if you have to serve two consecutive sentences, you can no longer get out at 85%. You have to serve every 100% day. 100% of it. Oh, of the okay, sentence. so they manipulated so the you original had to, bill. So he could say, now I can make fucking sure that you're going to have to live to be a fucking 135 to smart. get the fuck out, all right? Yeah. So I'm going to give you 100 years. So you think that's great. He's got life in prison. He's never getting out. Case yeah. closed, convicted, taken to jail. Well, he appeals, of course. He loses his appeal in the circuit court, in the federal court. They appeal all the way to the U.S. Supreme Court. Okay, they find out uh, along the process and the appeal that the wow. judge had dinner with the prosecutor who made the deal the oh. night before the sentencing, and in that sentencing, okay, oh, no. when he sentenced Matt to a hundred years, he told Matt in open court, okay, I would give you the death penalty if I could, but it's just not within the right statute I've for me to do that. Okay, respect
0: for that. So guys. I can't.
2: But he said I would if I could because you deserve it. Yeah. So he took. It, I mean, he talked bad to Matt in that sentencing. I was yeah. there. And it was, like, I'm going to tell you, like, you know, yes, Matt was a good friend of mine. Yes, he betrayed me in the worst way. Yes, I wanted to see him pay bad for the things that he did. But I'm going to tell you what, there's nothing that can impact you more than to sit in a courtroom and hear a judge sentence somebody to 100 years in prison. I mean, you're just sitting there like... Wow! Did that like you just like there one a life? Just like it's you might yeah. as well just watch the murder. Your like, life was taken away. Like wow, there that was that it was that easy. That's a great way to put he it. He just said it's that, like that you got a hundred years. Like yeah. it's it impacts you in a similar way. I've seen people die and it impacts you in a similar way. You're just like well, you're dead now. I feel like that's almost more prison, of an intent.
1: Like,
0: Not like, it's it's a similar experience, crazy. but in a way different perspective. Well, like, and also honestly, because I, I in my perspective, that's why I say this. I would rather die than stay in a. Box. With oh, a bunch sure. of other fucked up individuals for the rest of for my sure. life. A yeah. cage somewhere where I couldn't express myself. Oh, absolutely. The only thing I could do is adventure into myself spiritually. Uh, spiritually but even yeah. then, it would it's, be it's tough. Yeah. Fogged. You know I, know mean, I mean, I spent
2: three years in prison. I damn near went fucking crazy. Okay, yeah. so I get it. But so he gets the hundred years, he goes on, they found out God that bless. for the first of all the things the judge said to him at sentencing didn't go well with the appeals field. They didn't like that. Yeah. Okay. But then they also find out now the judge had dinner with the prosecutor before right. and conspired to sentence him for longer than what was intended okay so even though the deal was for 60 years the prosecutor was okay making that deal knowing this judge would in fact sentence him to more than 60 years yeah well that's against the law you can't do that okay ex parte communication cannot happen between a judge and one side of the case without the other you gotta have the gotta have both yeah so
0: so here's even like a um decision by jury like the jury members can't have contacts with their family right. or with their friends. They have to get rid of sure. their phone. They get isolated yeah. in a you know in a hotel room. And you would think you would have the impartial. the sure. same if sure. not more uh, exp- exponentialized performance by like the judges and the prosecutors. Yeah, well, they're held DA. to a higher
2: standard as officers of court. Absolutely. Exactly. Yeah. So I'm so he that. so he gets it overturned on appeal, and they order it to go to trial again. Uh, they they send it back down and overturn the conviction. So then. The prosecutor's in at this point, like they've already fucked it up royally. Okay, They're so not so boys. then yeah, so then what happens is the Attorney General of the United States goes that high. Wow. Put in a special prosecutor for the case. Oh, all right. So and said we're gonna put and they put brought this lady in. I won't say her name, but from Alabama. Okay, they brought her in from Alabama. She's actually on the news all the fucking time. She does shit for CNN all the time. I'm not going to say her name cuz I am not allowed to. But okay. uh but she's quite Respect. a famous federal prosecutor, okay? And so Let's not
0: guess her name. She's
2: uh she's kind of a country uh, kind of a country girl but she's tough. Like she's kind of scary, okay? Like you talk to her and you're like this bitch is mean. Like Yeah. Uh, so you're like, you're definitely meant to. be a She's got moxie.
0: Like exactly. she demands the room type exactly. of thing. Yeah.
2: So and she, I mean, she definitely does. So we go through this whole process. So we're we're really getting into like kind of the second book now in the story. So she she goes in. They set a trial date, uh, way out. It's like three years out. Okay. So I'm three like, fuck. Years. Yeah, it That's took fun. them forever. Yeah, because she's getting this case just cold. So she has to go from start to finish and start all over. I mean, the whole investigation took three years. So it's in her favor. So, yeah, I mean, okay. she wants to prepare. Yeah, so they make this agreement with the defense. We're going to push it out three years. In the meantime, it was fine because Matt still had a 10-year sentence for federal crime uh, for oh, the child okay. porn. So he's still in prison. He can't get out. So like okay. he can't get out anyway until 2016. So that like, we have plenty of time. Right. It's totally fine. I mean, this is at this point, this is setting the trial up for uh, 2014. No, I guess fine. It still gives us a, a couple of years. I mean, we, we got time. It's fine. Mm-hmm. So, like, cool. Okay. So we get it done. Uh, you know, which finding out that his conviction was overturned was probably as devastating as finding out what he originally did. So it was Obviously. fucking horrible. And I was like, oh, this is fucking
0: terrible. So yeah.
2: anyway, so this prosecution—you mean, kept finding me.
0: out in layers.
2: Yeah. I mean, I just things just kept happening. It was like this saga was never going to fucking end. Right. But, so we find out that this lawyer is like, I'm going to take it to trial. I'm not going to offer him a deal. And I was like, okay, so that's good. They're like, also, unlike the last trial, we're going to charge him with murder and seek the death penalty. And I was Ooh. like, oh, so that changes everything. So we got it becomes, very serious. So now we serious. got a capital charge on a vote. They charged him with... And at this guns. point,
0: I just want to clear off, clarify for the listeners, at this point, you're in the Supreme Court. Yeah. With no. 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 This is we're back down. The Supreme Court
2: knocks it back down. Okay. To yeah, uh, so district. Like so we're back in okay. federal district court. So zone, they kind of lost me on for the retrial with all the yeah. trickery
0: that the government really does with their justices. It's to, like, wild, bull. I yeah. <laughs> saying yeah. that. It's wild. <laughs> man. No, it is.
2: It's it's wild. So, so we end up. So here we are back back here again, and it's like all right. So uh, they charge him with like ridiculous amounts of charges. I mean. Re- Ridiculous amounts. So, I mean, they're charging with like dozens of accounts of rape and sodomy and sexual. Are they stretching abuse on it, or no, is it like they have it? They have it on video. So yeah, they have it. So they got it on video. There's like no question. Solidified right? evidence. Totally. Yeah. Totally, totally on video. So, so we're like, there's no way he doesn't get convicted, right? Yeah. So his attorneys uh, go through this process and they try to say we should throw his laptop out, we should throw the videos out uh, because they weren't obtained legally. Well, they—I mean, it was—and they were, but it was a real stretch. They weren't obtained legally because the Lexington police got them. The FBI took them, took this all stuff right, off right. of it, altered it, gave it back to the lexington police. So because of the interagency bureaucracy and the fighting there, it became a real question as to who's touched this stuff and has it been altered and we don't know.
0: Yeah, according all to right? the eternal affairs of it all. Yeah, That's so right. it's it's really it <laughs>
2: really unquote. turned into like a fuckery, all right? yeah. a real big mess. Well, ultimately they lost that uh, motion, thankfully, so everything stayed in. So, then the defense says, well, we're going to move for a bench trial. So, what a bench trial is, no jury. You only have a judge. So, the judge will decide your guilt and the verdict. Oh, my God. So, there's an advantage to that, right? Okay? If we're going to sit on a jury trial, if you guys are called in for a jury trial, I don't give a fuck what the prosecutor says. If you see the guy sitting in the defense chair fucking a nine-year-old on video, he's going to be guilty. Yeah. Period. It doesn't matter what the other evidence says. Okay, I got gotcha. you. I just saw a video of you fucking a nine-year-old guilty on all fucking charges. Got They're going to give him guilty on everything, no matter what. I
1: mean, so, like, um, so just to speak from, like, a layman's terms, because, well, I like, we're dumb it. as fuck, kind of. Like I mean, a like judge
0: I, as more, um... He has more knowledge. He's more well versed in the law. It, well, the judge not, has to follow not, the law. He's not exactly. going to make an emotional decision. Just, that's twenty dudes in a room.
1: Exactly. Girl. But what about this? It's the judge like you, you fuck that kid. You're going to jail. Yeah.
2: Right? Well, well, it's it's a little more complicated than that. It's a matter of saying, uh, you know, many many complicated legal arguments are going to be made in this case about and and and, uh, and this will lead me. I'll go ahead and go to the next point and then I'll come back. So they changed their strategy and the defense team began the strategy of. Yes, Matt did all of these things. We're not going to deny that. But he was forced into it. Basically, had a gun to his head the whole time because the people that he worked for was wow. making him do all of this stuff. He was so trapped. he was forced enough. He was caught into it at the age of fifteen, and he had no way out. And they were like forcing him to do all this stuff, threatening to kill him, kill his family, all this shit.
0: Well, some like cartel type shit.
2: Yeah, I mean that was their defense. Now, look, looking back, there were a lot of things that doesn't make sense about that defense. Okay, number one, he got paid a fuck ton of money. Now, if the cartel makes you mule. Drugs for them, they're gonna pay you, okay? Yeah, but you're, you know, and you're kind of forced because you don't say no to the cartel, right? Right. So, it's like, now this is not the
0: cartel, but it's it's it, it could be compared, okay, to the right. cartel. So it's, it's a, a type of tar- cartel, just like the salt cartel, the yeah. money cartel, like the Federal it's a, Reserve. Or it's sugar, a mob
2: style situation. child pornography cartel, and it's a huge business. It makes yeah.
0: as much money as drugs, so it's
2: a huge business. <laughs> The child pornography, child trafficking business is a multi-billion-dollar, uh, you hurts know, me so much. deal. Yeah, it's huge. So, so look, I mean, I'd rather there were some believable heroin. parts of it, but there were some unbelievable parts of it. Okay, right, yeah. So it was a matter of the burden came down to the defense being able to prove through the trial that in fact Matt was forced into all this to the point that he could not get out, and a reasonable person in his shoes would not, uh, you know, be able to go get help or move to a uh, a better situation. Okay, yeah. so that's basically the standard that the judge is going to use. Would any reasonable person, any average reasonable person, in your shoes, would they be able to react the same way you did, or would they react a different way? And if that different way would mean they wouldn't rape the kids, they wouldn't, they would have called the police, whatever. Then at some point, the judge is going to say, you know what, I don't think the average person would have done that. So I'm going to go ahead and, and say you're still guilty. All right. So it was a big burden and a big chance by the defense. They knew they had no chance to win that defense with a jury. Because, again, as soon as the jury sees him fucking those kids, they're going to be like, yeah. So Department of Justice brought Very in, uh, you know, personality experts, psychiatrists and all this stuff that said, look... They broke down the videos and saw things that things that the FBI showed me in the jail. You know, things that, I'll tell you one creepy example. I saw this video in the jail. It was played at the trial. Uh, Matt was comforting this girl that he was about to rape in his room, okay? Wow. Now, he's they've got her tied up to his bed, all right? And she's, you know, uh, she's terrified, obviously. You're she right. knows something's going to happen. Had she already been raped, I don't know. Uh, it's unclear when this video was taken but she's obviously
0: aware that something very bad is going to mm-hmm. happen whether she's aware it's sexually or oh she i physically. think she
2: knows she's going to be raped at this point there's a yeah. video oh, there's God. a video that's up there uh, that's being set up there's a cameraman for this video wasn't always a cameraman for every video one of the reasons they showed me the video is because the video was taken in his home and they wanted to help identify the cameraman and they were hoping i'd recognize him now i didn't recognize him but they made me watch this entire video which was about 40 minutes long are you uh, kidding me yeah so i watched the entire video, which was just—I mean, I mean—I practically filled a garbage can up with vomit because at some point yeah. you're like, you can't How not much can vomit. You take so it? yeah, it's just ridiculous. So, uh, but in the beginning of the video, you know. Oh. If you think about, like, you've ever had a girlfriend that's gone through some kind of tough time, and you're trying to comfort a girlfriend, right. you know, and you, like, brush brush her hair out of her face and shit like that. Like, he was doing that kind of shit, like, with, with this girl. Like, he's, like, brushing, brushing the hair out of her face, like, calming her down. Like, it's okay. We're not here to hurt you. It's going to be fine. Like, everything's good. And, like, if you knew Matt, like, to hear him talk like that, you're like... You know, I, I kind of believe him that he's not going to do anything to hurt her because like, yeah. and I'm watching the beginning of this video and, and like I'm literally kind of drawn in like I don't know at this point when I start watching a the video, they don't tell me what's
0: going to happen. He's so, literally had two so, different types so, of people living inside of him. Yeah, like
2: it's so weird. Like I'm watching this video and I think, well, he's not going to do anything to this kid on this video. I was thinking two things like for one, you can just tell like he obviously cares about this person he's not going to do anything like that and two like the fbi is not going to bring this video in for me to
3: watch it's ridiculous
2: so i was like so i wonder what is going to happen you know i wonder if they're just going to cut it off at some point they just kept letting it go and go and go and eventually you know he takes his takes her clothes off takes his clothes off and he rapes her you know and like goes through this whole process and he's like (laughs) look see that wasn't so bad and like you can just see her give up in the video, like at some point, she just she just gives up. Oh my like God. she knows, like she can't get away. Like he's not going to stop until he gets done doing whatever he's doing. You know, she's eight years old in the video. Okay, like she's done. Like she's done. She just knows, like nothing's going to happen. So uh, that moment when someone basically succumbs to the fact that they accept their situation as being the hell that it is and they can't get out of it is a surreal situation yeah Uh, and you can see it you can see it happen people that kill people talk about looking in someone's eyes as they die and you can see the life leave their body it's a similar experience right so you can see the life leave her body you can see all hope vanish so the video comes to an end. Matt finishes up, goes into the other room. The cameraman, uh, you know, gives something to this girl. Look like a sheet of paper would remind you of acid. Probably, uh, it's on a little sheet of paper. They stick it on her tongue, close her mouth, let her swallow it. It was cyanide, killed her almost immediately. Uh, folded her up, put her in a duffel bag. So there no was a level of necropedophilia. So.
0: Well, no, she, I mean, no. It's,
2: I mean, it wasn't necro pedophilia. I mean, he he didn't rape her and or didn't kill her and then rape her. He, you know, he raped her first and then they killed her because they were done with her.
0: Gotcha. Yeah, you know, they were
2: just going to dispose of her body. That was it. So then they rolled her up like in half and literally put her in a duffel bag and the guy just picks the duffel bag up. So I wondered and I asked the feds at this point. I was like, why did they film this? Why did they film the girl getting killed? That makes no sense. And so the the question then becomes, well. We think that someone above Matt needed
0: some pr- approval or some proof, right. That this girl's been taken care of. Yeah, some some higher chain of the hierarchy. Yeah, had, he had to prove to them that, this that he was done. worthy and that he yeah. was disposing of the evidence and doing it cleanly right. so that he could stay into the operation without threat to his life. Right. So I mean, there was so a fear tactic is, so this
2: is well, this is the uh, this is the strategy tactic. that the ju- that the defense used is that yeah, he had to prove to them that he was actually doing what he said he was doing because they threatened to kill him. All right, uh, because he had led a couple of victims go. A couple of victims did get free and he let them go, like dropped them off somewhere on the side of the road, kicked them out of the car. So, and you know, so nobody understands ever why these victims were let go. But the theory is he had to record this part to make sure that this person was disposed of properly so that it wouldn't come back to haunt them and the person wasn't let go so that was a defensive strategy the fbi doesn't think that's why the fbi thinks that it's because uh you know they just wanted to make sure it was it was done right not because uh he was going to let anybody go he said i think they think the fbi is convinced that matt did everything he did at the direction of these people he's working for right Uh, but not in a way that he was forced into doing it matt was a willing participant he was an employee taking orders and he was plenty happy doing what it so, does. So,
0: like, do you think he initially got involved out of, like, obvious attracting? I you think know, he was a pedophile, like, and yeah. I think he got
2: involved with finding some stuff online, and I think these guys were like, huh, send me a picture. And then one thing led to another, and I think they approached him like that. And then eventually he but, got sucked into something we don't that was know. way larger
0: than what he had believed to be.
2: Yeah, yeah, I you know I don't. Whether or not, man's not a victim in this situation. Yeah, I was going to say so, he's not a certain, victim. Yeah, certainly I think initially it might have been bigger than he thought, but I think that did nothing but make him happy. Yeah. I mean, he was happy about that ultimately.
0: Well, man, um, this is really our producer has left the room. He was so disturbed by the yeah, stories. Yeah, it's, and it's uh, a tough one. You need to put honestly. A, I need a little break.
2: Yeah, you need to put a disclaimer out on this. So one. we're gonna
0: we're definitely gonna press pause on this, and we'll be right back, guys. All right. All right, guys, we're back. Sorry about that. It was um, emotionally overwhelming for my co-host and me as well. Uh, I don't know how I stuck on there, stuck in there.
2: But
3: uh, this is s- why I'll,
2: I'll, I'll say this now. This is why I said before we did this interview that I don't do these type of things. Yeah.
3: Usually.
2: And this is why because it's tough. You know, it's a tough subject. Yes, it's something that needs to be talked about. Yes, uh, but as personally involved as I was, uh, yeah, and, and the things that I saw, nobody should ever see. Yeah. And nobody should ever want to see. And yeah. I don't say that to be dramatic. I don't say that to be, you know, like, oh, woe, me, right. woe is me. You know, like, I don't, you're know, not trying to be mean, attention-grabbing. No, I'm just saying. But, like, the point is, like, you know, when you watch somebody considered to be your best friend rape and kill an 8-year-old child, like,
0: yeah.
2: nobody should have to see that. Nobody should have to see anybody rape anybody. But yeah.
0: But certainly on that level, nobody yeah, should exactly. have to see yeah. it. I mean, it's I it's, that, you know. It's
2: tough. So,
0: But we'll just touch back on it, wrap up that small little tidbit really quick. Yeah. Um, you had said in our break that he was actually arrested based on that tape because there was proof of him murdering. Well, so so in, in his original trial, he
2: wasn't charged with that, So okay. with murder. So he was never charged with it. Because, but they had that tape on fire? Yeah, because they never found the body of the girl, so they weren't sure okay. that she was dead. They thought that could have been something to knock her out, and she could have been transported. Okay, I They see didn't that. know what it was. Okay. But then they found her body later and were able to autopsy it and confirm you know, then at that point. So then in the second trial, they charged him with the murder. Okay. So, uh, yeah, so that was a big thing. So anyway, it's uh yeah, it's a crazy, uh, it's crazy shit. So, like, moving on in the trial, like, they, um, you know, they showed that video. They had me testify uh, about, you know, the things that I did know, which weren't, you know, direct involvement activities. But, you know, essentially, uh, their defense lawyers uh, probably made me madder than I've probably ever been. Uh, That's I don't think that's a stretch to say that Um, I was on the stand like listening to these guys talk to me and I'm just like uh, this this is probably one of the most attention grabbing sections of the book I'd say Uh, I'm first of all Matt the whole time I'm testifying is like you know. Giving me, like, he's like egging me on, like, giving me, like, he's smirking and smiling and, like, grabbing his dick and, like, Uh, doing all kinds of, just to fuck with me. Like, just to fuck with me. So, and then his lawyers were just like, Ripping me up one side and down the other, you know, claiming I had sex with him and that I'm trying to cover all this up, and that Matt confided in me about all of this stuff and I should have known, and why didn't I report it? But really, you know, he never confided me in anything. I never knew about any of it. Yeah. Right? So I never knew about any of it at all. The
0: story was uh, the story that the court systems had were exactly opposite of what was the truth, is basically what you're saying.
2: Well, I would say the the def- what the defense was saying was the opposite. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so I mean, uh, I think the prosecutor said it right. I mean, he was willful participant, but the uh, the defense was trying to argue that you know this he was just being made to do all this, and as part of that defense, it was well, yeah, and he told you right talking to me like he told you, but I said no, he didn't tell me anything about it, and they were like, well, isn't it true that uh, you're just trying to protect yourself now, you know, and isn't it true that you know that you were just having sex with him at the time? And you didn't want anything to interrupt that, so, you know, and, uh, yeah, it was all just bullshit. I mean, I was pretty irate at the accusation. If I had known something like that, I'd have turned him in myself. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I would have. I mean, I don't care how much you're friends with somebody, like, if you find out they're doing shit like that, you're going to turn them the fuck in, yeah. right? Or you're I'm just as just new big a friend. piece of shit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, you're just as big a piece of shit as they are if you don't. So, yeah. I mean, it's, it is what it is, but, you know, so I would have turned him in, and, you know, they were just making me irate, so it was crazy
3: you know
0: god man so it's just it's really interesting to me how slowly the justice system works um uh, specifically the judicial branch obviously yep. like how the courts slowly move up from you know state to circuit to you know ju- uh, what well you federal. said the, the federal level and then yep. jump back down to a state level well see
2: this was all in the federal level uh, on th- on this particular case it was all on the federal okay. level it started out at the district level uh, district court which is where all federal Cases start. So in the state of Kentucky district court handles misdemeanors, okay. circuit court handles felonies and then we have the, uh, the court of appeals, okay? All right. So on the federal level, district court handles all dish- all federal crimes. Okay. Circuit court is appeals court in federal court, okay? All right. And then all you right. have the US Supreme Court. To go beyond that. So this went in district court, uh, gotcha. loses the appeal at the circuit level, moved up into the uh, appeals court that moved into circuit court, lost that, moved into Supreme Court, who then right. overturned it, shoots it back down to district court to allow that to continue. So
0: that's basically it. Yeah, you painted happening. a way better picture than I was, so,
2: than uh, I it's, was painting. It's like <laughs> a ladder
0: effect. You know if, yeah.
2: if it, you know, if it hadn't got overturned by U.S. Supreme Court, then the case would have died there. That would have been the end of it. Wow, but it did get shot back down and here we back are so so intricate so the craziest part the craziest part for me for testifying here was matt was egging me on the whole time and i sort of made this rash decision uh at that time to uh you know i it it was all just kind of overwhelming for me
3: yeah i mean you know i mean i can't but we talked
2: about you know eric was having trouble listening a lot of people have trouble listening for me I, like, literally went into, like, this other phase. Like, I I don't know how to describe it. It was, like, a rage I've never had before. And I was so mad, okay? So I'm sitting here, and Matt's egging me on and, like, grabbing his dick and doing all this shit. So I get up, and I head down off the stand. And I take a quick look around the courtroom, and I realize, like, the gate that I'm going out, I'm going to be feet from him. So it's going to be, like, my one chance. Like, I could I could do something to him right now. Yeah. And, like, I really, I have that entire thought process in a period of, like, half a second, yeah. maybe to a second. And it's I just don't let it sink in. I think yeah. I can't let that sink in. I have to just act. So like I literally charged him in federal court, and I wow. I, attacked, I grabbed him, and like I couldn't such do such a it. strong impulse to take you over
0: in such a in a yeah, like that. like yeah it was so yeah. crazy
2: like and I just I wanted to kill him like that was my goal like I wanted to fucking kill him. How did you not
0: kill him? (laughs) Yeah, like uh, I couldn't
2: get to him. I mean I got to I grabbed him, but they just like they the US Marshals were right there. I mean they would have shot me dead if I tried to to do anything. So So, I guess we we skipped a major section here that I'd like to go back to. The other major thing that kinda led up to this. And that was during the process of the second trial and I was gonna testify and do all this stuff. Uh, I We had arranged a deal, and I won't go into the specifics of that deal or how it came about, but we arranged a deal between Matt's attorneys and the FBI and myself uh, so I could have one hour to sit down face to face with him and talk to him because I hadn't had a chance to talk to him
0: since oh, we were okay. arrested. So, wow, and that was like, what, a year prior? No, this what? was years prior. I mean, this was, we got so arrested. So you haven't him in seen him face to face since the whole ordeal I went down? I
2: haven't been alone in a room with him oh, since then. God. Anyway, so. Uh, yeah, please know, hit on that. Yeah, so it was a, it was a very intense conversation. I'll say, if you want all the details of the conversation, check out the Against All Odds book because it's in there, the full, yeah. most of the full conversation is have. in there. So and I uh, post ch- pictures of it if so, people want to see the cover yeah. of it. And have so check yet. that book out. I'm not going to go into all the details, but I'll tell you the craziest thing was: uh, Have you ever known anybody that you're like, this dude is legit crazy? I'm not talking about somebody acts crazy. I'm just talking about like a dude where you're like, oh wow. Like I gotta be away from this guy. Yeah. It's like I'm terrified of
0: you. You're legitimately. I've by. met him, but I've never surrounded myself with him. Right. Well, yeah. I
2: didn't intend to. Well, but so I've also
0: never met a psychopathic person like that. Yeah. Exactly. That was like so dis- uh, deceitful that I couldn't tell.
2: Yeah. So I so I sit down and uh, I'm I'm talking to him. Okay. And basically his theory on this whole thing is he's gonna go into court and lie and he's going to get away with it. He tells me he'll be acquitted. And I said, well, how do you seem so sure? They have videos of you fucking these kids. Like, what is wrong with you? Like, you're a sick fuck. Like, I don't understand. So, like, you know, he uh, he ultimately tells me his reasoning is that he's God. That's his reasoning. He tells me in a very seriously, very point-blank attitude that he is God and that he, you know, he controls everything that's happening. (laughs) And, of course, it's almost humorous, but you just... I did, it wasn't funny, like, in a no, humor, not. It was humorous, not in a funny way, but, like, like I'm just looking at him, like, did you say fucking God? Like, yeah, right. did you just say that? It's wild,
3: it's wild. So, like, my,
2: like, immediate response is, well, you're more like the devil. And he said, well, the devil was a God, too. You know, don't get Dude, him fucked up. Shit. And I'm just like, okay, that's fucked up. So, yeah. I'm like, this is fucking, like, you got an answer for everything, you know? Like, he's fucking so crazy. Like, he basically says... Uh, that he's got, he knows he's going to get away with it. This this little 10-year bit in prison he did was just a vacation and Do you think he had
0: that confidence because of the uh, the powers behind him that were supporting the operation, know. or do you think that was just, or was it a know. mix of the psychological state that he was in with the power that was backing him?
2: I don't know. Uh, I I really I really don't know.
0: See, that's, I, so that's I mean, still it's a tough. mystery. Uh,
2: and I'll tell you a little later. We'll touch on something later and come back to this uh, when we get to the end of the story. Okay. Uh, because there's a couple of theories behind that. Right. Um, but we'll touch on that at the end. But I, I say, I don't know what gave him that confidence at that moment. Uh, but have you ever just had somebody tell you something kind of wild, but like they were so intense about it that when they said it, it was like they, you just, you're like, yeah, I mean, I believe this dude. Like, it might be hard to believe, but, like, you just told me, like, you convinced me, like, all right. I don't care what it is. It was just some, like, some political issue, and they change your mind about something, and you're like, you know what? Like, this dude is right. Like, you know, and you just, like, I sort of got that, that feeling, like, that really uneasy feeling. Like, the way he said it, it was just like... Wow. So like you're like I I I don't want to believe you because that's the most absurd fucking thing I've ever heard in my life. Like you're right. God, but like he said it with such uh, confidence
0: like, that it's like he
2: believes it. Like yeah. I, I, I at that time I'm like he fucking
0: believes it. Like he thinks he's God. Like he thinks. He can and I, I will say, people who believe that they hope. are right have a lot of power.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, absolutely. I mean, he, he's he's definitely uh, he's definitely out there. I mean, uh, grandiose delusions. Yeah, something uh, we, c- we- yeah, we could say that. I see. Uh, yeah, I see you uh, kind of going with that. Like that's, I mean. Delusional, yes, but here's where the story gets fucked up. We'll go back in the courtroom, okay? Okay. So I attack him. I, I, you know, They, of course, take me down, put me in cuffs. The FBI pulls every string they fucking have to not get me charged, okay? Because they were like, well, you can't blame the fucking guy, right? All right? Yeah, so, like, I mean, right, right. You know, I mean, he you wants can't to fuck him up. Like Everybody too. wants to see this guy dead, so yeah. you can't blame him. So, so there's that. So I don't get arrested, uh, thankfully. Uh, so they move on to the trial. Uh, the judge gets the case eventually after closing arguments he gets to make a decision uh, when he comes back in uh, to make this he gets his verdict and he comes back in uh, he as all judges do they give their opinion of the case through like a long sort of eulogy if you will like they go over every point of the case that they found relevant to the verdict
3: okay. and
2: ultimately despite the fact that he saw Matt rape children on video Multiple psychiatrists testified to the fact that he uh, was a willing participant in not being forced. And despite the fact that many of the videos were recorded in a room with him and a minor and a camera and no one else. No cameraman. No one there to be holding a gun to his head. Despite all of that, uh, the judge determined that he sided with the defense that Matt was actually being forced into this. And that there was no way he could have foreseeably come out of it. Uh, they convicted him of uh, lying to the FBI at one point. So uh, they ran that sentence concurrent with his current sentence that he was running, uh, his, to which he still had a couple years left. What does that serve. mean?
0: What does concurrent mean? Concurrent
2: means they're going to run it in with the sentence that you're running now so you don't serve any additional time beyond the time that you're currently in,
0: okay.
2: in custody for. And the prosecution can't appeal an acquittal. So there's no appeal to it. It's done. At that point So Essentially in 2016 He was let go
0: And he's So you No free. I was I was so hoping You weren't getting to that yeah. He was let go He was let go that He week. was acquitted He lives in Berea Right now He's He's free. On the
2: street. And free. He's street. He is a free man. He You're walks around kidding, free right now. In he was court, originally
0: sentenced 101 years mm-hmm. with two consecutive sentences That so the judge knew he would never get out of prison. Basically a life 100 sentence. 100 years and a day. All the yep. way to the end of this yep. story to where now he is free, yeah, free in the state of Kentucky where he started the operation. Yep. Yep. Free. 100% free. And that's in mm-hmm. against all odds, so, that last yeah, part. Yeah. And then it. the first part was up until then the first book the
2: first book so the first book covered up to my release from prison and it stopped there so
0: his retrial and all, and that's that. why you produced it eight years later is because that's when the trial mm-hmm. finally ended. Yeah, the trial
2: didn't end until 2014. I, I wrote the first book in 2009. Okay. So the trial, the second trial didn't end until 2014. So that makes more sense on the release. And then I yeah. divided, I, or I, I debated a long time. I mean, about releasing the second book because it was very difficult. At that point, it's like you want to be that writer that ha- that writes the happy ending, and there was no happy ending here. Yeah. Right. There was no That's and, the worst he, thing. and then he went to prison For the rest of his life And died <laughs> Hooray the you yeah, know, But yeah. there's none of that There's none of that He's walking around food. Because this is the reality yeah.
0: This is the reality we live in And, and, people and need the to understand is that.
2: He went into federal court Had dozens of videos Showing him raping minors on video, and he was let go by a judge who thought, and that is the into.
0: judicial system of America, so, that's so on the federal are. level. So, you
2: asked me, yeah, as a federal judge, uh, and you asked me earlier, like why did he have that confidence? Well, one theory that's floated is they have millions of dollars, these people, right? yeah. And one theory that was floated is that the judge was paid off, you know. So, is and that that's true? honestly what I
0: thought, you, you know, know? Is, you is that true? That,
2: yeah. I don't, I don't know, of course, I don't have anything to substantiate that, I have no idea. Uh, obviously neither does the FBI when the Department of Justice because they certainly uh, explored all options okay so this
1: is like left field as fuck okay Okay. so it could be totally wrong I mean the um, what's it called the um, I, I, I mean you think that like the plane's crashed in the nine eleven like 9/11. on purpose, what's it called? Conspiracy. Conspiracy. theorist. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that one's obviously true. But um <laughs> <laughs> that's <laughs> uh, another but, um, topic. <laughs> the, the conspiracy theory. It really <laughs> could be. But I mean, um do you think the uh, judge might have shot it down because there's higher level shit going on?
2: You know, I think I think at this point, um, you know, when when people say, you know, what happened here? What what is why did this happen, or how could this have been you know, my thing is, if you're gonna look at this from an intelligible perspective, you can't take anything off the table. Yeah. Okay, so I think that's the I think that's the lesson. So, uh, you know, people look at conspiracy theorists and all of a sudden they go, "Oh, you're just fucking crazy." Well, I I just I can't comprehend having seen most everything that that judge saw, and knowing all and read the transcripts myself. Not, I mean, which are you know 170 pages long, okay. Read them all myself, like not knowing or understanding how y- you know you can let this guy walk out of your courtroom without there being some other force. Is there some conspiracy? Was there a payoff? Was there, I mean, I don't know. I
0: see what you're saying, but how
2: could movie. there not be? I like, almost, I been. almost hope there is only because. I How can't see any other way. I can't see any other way for this judge to have legitimately
3: yeah. come
0: to this decision. And if that was the truth it'd be very hard to come to terms mm-hmm. that a human being a single human being came to that okay. decision when there's so much proof. And I think that's what you were saying with um you need to uh, speculate more, yeah. basically, like on an intellectual level. Yeah. If you're discussing everything that has yeah. uh, occurred during all these events, yeah. you know, there's a lot. There's a saying like Something you're being, you're, you're speculating. You're speculating when people are having a conversation and somebody has a good sure. point. and you have to keep it as speculation. That's good. Yeah, to keep speculating. Yeah. I mean, you're speculating. Yeah, people that's say what that, what that out of, of defense, yeah. defense yeah. because they're mm-hmm. like, don't st- don't speculate that because well, you're really climbing on the truth here. Yeah, I certainly yeah. don't know
2: if that. Ha- I don't know. The judge might not have got paid off. The judge might have legitimately come to this decision yeah i just find that that i just find i don't i'm not going to say i find it hard to believe but i find it hard from my if i was a judge and again i i can absolutely admit that i don't see this from a non-biased perspective okay so absolutely it might be hard for me to say all right i don't see how they come up with it you know okay maybe there is i mean you know but I, I looked at this at every angle from different... I went to law school, graduated law school, and went back and went over the whole entire case again with the knowledge I gained from law Did you do that school.
0: in uh, with the ambition of this case? No, you know... Or was that in general? Once you once you like, okay, did this case kind of ignite that ambition? Because, oh, wow, the justice system is corrupt. Wow, I really don't know much about law like I thought. You know what? I'm going to go to law school and really revisit all this. It really, and that, then beyond I wouldn't
2: say that's the thought process. The thought process was... There is more we can do than we're doing.
0: Okay. Okay. So you want to Legislatively,
2: be a power. from a political standpoint, there's more we could do that we're not doing. From a law enforcement perspective, there's more we could do that we're not doing. I agree. And there's a lot of stuff that we are
0: doing that we shouldn't be doing. You know, I usually don't like blanket so, statements, but I agree yeah. with all three of those. So, yeah.
2: that's, per- <laughs> so that's what I said was yeah. <laughs> in order for me to go in and change laws to have an impact, I need to go to law school and understand the law. So I can make that impact. I said when I got out of prison, I said I could have gone home. And I say this now. I didn't think this way then necessarily. I didn't think about it one way or the other. I just was sort of reactionary. I got out of prison. Please pause real
1: quick. This guy was in jail, guys. falsely accused. Just to lay out again, this guy was in jail for no reason. I mean, this guy bettered himself and really like he went from jail to making it better because a, a lot of guys would go to jail and fucking hate everybody yeah and this guy really uh, yeah fuck. he's got a great point I and always have he, a lot of respect giving for people, people and that really knew that. vibes with me so hard right now this mm-hmm. guy went to jail like on false pretenses and get and still gives a fuck mm-hmm. and that's awesome to me to come out with a mission and which I'm, I'm was my I'm next question but yeah I mean like this. Well, and, and that's the, the thing like
2: it. when you go through a situation like this and I, and I can tell you for uh, you know I, I don't consider myself a motivational speaker at all but I would say this can apply to a lot of people's bad situations. When you, whenever something bad happens to you. And going to prison for three years is fucking awful. Uh, on top of all the shit that happened, you know, with Matt and all that shit. And, and I lost all my friends, okay? Yeah. No friends. I had to start yeah, over. You know, so it's a huge, it's terrible, you know. Uh, my mom was that's a rock for man. me, and that was yeah. a big deal. My friend Nissa, I if I didn't give a shout-out to her, would be, I'd be remiss because she's the only one that really stuck with me through the whole thing. Uh, knew me before, stuck with friend, me, man. and still. And that's she's an amazing a friend. she's a hardcore friend that I could never. I am just in such debt to much respect for to that. Her. Yeah. yeah, but uh, so Nissa is awesome. But you know, that being said, when I got out of prison, I don't think anybody would have blamed me if I took two years to crawl in a corner and cry and pour me absolutely you and all this reason. happened to me and blah that's blah. That's to be blah. expected
1: for me. Yeah. honestly, I mean, like, so like, you but you for me, came through, and that's so that's so inspiring to me. It really is. Yeah. Like you, fucking most guys come out of prison and then they say fuck everybody i'm gonna do worse now yeah. but like you guys yeah. gave a fuck and that's yeah. awesome well my thing that. is like
2: i can take this experience and i can take what i learned from because i did learn a lot uh not Absolutely. all of it was shit i ever wanted to know but i but cool. i did learn, learn a know, lot know, yeah. and yeah. i learned things that i can use to make a difference elsewhere okay. and playing the pity me thing just it doesn't it's not an attractive look man doesn't do anything yeah. to it's not anything me
1: thing to me i mean like if so. If I can speak for a minute, it's, it's not a pity. Me, it's more like a fuck you thing to me. Yeah. Because like, it's a
0: good point. I would yeah. think
1: that that I would. I mean, I I want to think that I would do the same thing as you as you have, mm-hmm. but most people don't do mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Like they they come into prison and then they are more angry and they say it's it's not a woe is me. It's it's a mm-hmm. fuck you. Yeah. Yeah. But you didn't have that. You you went. You know what you falsely and, and a false imprisonment that's yep. wild yep. I mean, that, to me that's crazy i mean like that's really close to a, a Nickyara situation yeah, you got a person you're like i didn't get put in prison for a reason and you should be more angry yep. but these other guys, they come out angry and they just fucking say, fuck you. But you're like, you know what? Let's make this situation better. Right. And that's where I'm really inspired by. Well, I mean, and that's, and that's the thing.
2: Like, uh, you don't get anywhere. Uh, first of all, feeling sorry for yourself in your situation doesn't solve anything. And, and believe me when I say there was a tremendous amount of anger. I was angry at the FBI. I was angry at the local police, angry at the prosecutors, angry at Matt. I
3: would have be been too. You know,
2: uh, that being said, and, and still to this day, I hold some of that, that anger. I've tried to let most of it go. But even at the end of the Against All Odds book, like I got to that point where when Matt got out, when he was, and I knew he was 20 minutes from me.
3: Yeah.
2: I And I knew his address because he's on the sex offender registry. Oh So my, I have his ugh, fucking I address. I was like, going to ask I, that. I, I, so the end of the book ends... Uh, and I'll I'll take it a step further than the book because I cut it off just to leave a little mystery because I'm an asshole. <laughs> but for uh, so the first time, I reveal what happens at the end of that book after the end of that book. But okay. so I end oh, the book yeah. with me literally. I I took my uh, I took a gun, I loaded it, and I drove there to his house. Oh wow! Uh, and I I sat outside, you know, just a few houses down from his house, and I thought I'm gonna kill him. Because I promised him, I promised him, I also met a victim through the trial who was raped and and lived. You met a victim? And I met one of the victims, and I I told her, I said, said, listen, I had a private (sighs) conversation with that chick, and I said, look, he will not get away with this, and if the courts let him go, I will kill him myself. I said, I promise you, I'll do it. And I told him to his face, if they don't kill you, you know, one way or another, I'm going to be there the day you die. Either they're going to be putting a needle in your fucking arm and I'm going to be there looking at you laughing. Or I'm going to put a bullet in your head one way or the other. I'm going to fucking kill you. So I sort of felt this obligation. It's sort of like you make that promise that you mean. You definitely mean that when you say it. But you never think you're going to have to do it. Because you think the system will do it for you. You don't have to do it.
1: But but then when the system doesn't do it. You would love to believe so. Yeah,
2: you would like to think so. And then... Then the system doesn't do it. And then, like, it's really easy to talk yourself into, you know, not only do I don't feel like... I don't feel like I have a choice but to follow through with it now.
0: Right. All yeah. right? That's
2: the vibe i uh, But <laughs> also, I don't think anybody's going to be too surprised or too upset about it. Yeah. So I'm like, ah, you know, so ultimately, obviously, I didn't kill him. <laughs> <You're> <laughs> I'm right. still sitting here. But ultimately, I decided, you know, Matt took everything away from me once and if i kill him i'm not going to do anything but allow him to take everything take away, away from me again
1: that's so point, man.
2: and so i just i can't That's beautiful, I can't see see, that's that beautifully that put that's beautiful, man. Yeah. so i mean it's just that's ultimately the decision i made i was like i can't do it you know uh and it's not believe me it's not because i couldn't pull the trigger it's not because i'd feel that bad after it was over right but I, i've been in Tough situations before, believe me. I think the world would be a better place if you were dead.
0: But the repercussions you would have taken right. after the act would have ruined your we're life like in a dope. second yeah, time. Exactly. Before more legitimate, reason. Reason. and then I'd be in prison yeah.
2: for the rest of my life for something I did do. So. Yeah. <laughs> so there's, and then I can't really say fuck the system because, like, I'm like, well, yeah, well I did. Kill him. kill him though. Yeah. Of course <laughs> I wouldn't get acquitted. You know, I would go all the way. You know. But uh,
0: well,
2: he was already
0: a part of this. Yeah. yeah. He's all all right. his ass in jail. He's had enough.
2: But I feel but like I probably lose less friends because they'd be like, I mean, you did kill. So if i fucking cool with that, right. yeah. I'd probably get a lot of support. You probably have a lot of
0: cigarettes for currency <laughs> Yeah, no doubt. I would have a lot of
2: that. So, yeah, it would be awesome. But uh, I, I just can't. Uh, I just couldn't. You know, it's not something that was the right thing to do. And, and I've had uh, good friends around me that have reminded me of that in weak times when I've. That's amazing. I still, even as, as soon as a year ago. Still got back into that. You know what? Fuck it. <laughs> my life's not great right now. Fuck it. I'll just kill him. You know, yeah, it's like <laughs> you know. I mean, I get, I have been there. You know, I go back there every now and then in weak mo. I think we all have weak moments. Absolutely. Uh, where we have bad things that we try to get over and we kind of revert back to that. And you know, I think that that gets to that point. What's that?
1: Okay, so I'm I'm not gonna express all the shit that's going down in my life because man, like your shit's way crazier than me. But I mean, um. With my little brother, I mean, I've been going through some real hard shit. I'm really fighting it. Segue um, to weak moments.
3: Yeah, yeah, it's, it's
1: it's weak moments. I mean, I've had, I've been like, tell me where the fuck he is. I'm gonna find him and beat the fuck out of him, or kill him. But then I, but then my better family, yeah, you know, my mom or my you know uncle say, belay that shit, dude. Yeah. No. yeah, calm it the fuck down, and, and then I talk through it, and then I just drink myself to sleep. Yeah. But, I mean, like, I can really respect, like, I can't imagine being in your shoes because I've been in my shoes. Yeah. Where I'm like, I was about to find this kid and beat the fuck out of him. Yeah. And this has been in the past two weeks. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And yeah, I well, mean, home,
1: if, if, if <coughs> it was like that, you're a better man than me. because I, mean, I would've found that guy and and, and and I would've pulled up to that guy and I would've killed him. Yeah. And, and that's a bad decision. And that's as some bad respect for me it That you refrained because that's a much better man. Because you would have been behind bars for no reason. Mm -hmm. I I mean, like you killed a guy obviously for a reason. Well, I kind
2: of, I kind of looked at uh, it like he would get the last laugh. Even though he'd be dead, he'd be like, "I still fucked your life up worse than you know." I mean, so
1: yes,
2: you know, would the world be a better place without him? You know, yes, but I do think the world has its way of working things out.
1: But you're here with us right now, and that that's great because I mean like we might have that many yeah. listeners now yeah. but in the future you know this could go out to thousands of people yeah. and, the, and pe- people get inspired by you yeah. and that's yeah. why that's why we do the podcast yeah, that's no. why I do the podcast absolutely I mean like these are early episodes I mean we're on episode 7 yeah. This is what? this is six. Six, sorry, excuse me, six. Yeah. And I mean, most podcasts on a, on episode six are dog shit. I mean, I'm yeah. just saying because like it, that's how podcasts are. I mean, I'm kind of dog, mean, dog like
2: shit, so I get it. No. no I'm <laughs> <sorry>. <laughs> 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 I get it. I mean, I get it. Sorry, let me rephrase. Right? No, I understand. So, so what I mean, you're like, like
1: most podcasts, they really don't find their stride until yeah. episode mm-hmm. hundred. Yeah. But I'm proud of this episode right now, mm-hmm. and that I'm really glad this this. This talk is going out to people. Yeah. I really am. and yeah. well, and that's, and that's why I wrote
2: the books because I think people need to know. Yep. you know this stuff, and it's not about me. Uh, and I, I tell people all the time. They say, "Well, this is what uh, this is what happens." You know, you had to write this book. This is a bad thing that happened to you. I'm so sorry this happened to you. I'm sorry you went through right. this. But it's not about me. It's it's not about me. There are children out there that didn't live through it. It's about them. there are children out there that did live so that wish they didn't okay it's about them you know i mean there. it's about it's about those people those are the ones those are the people we need to protect
0: exactly i mean there's
2: there's people uh in this world that their entire job and their and their entire will is to do harm on children and we have to we have to work with every bit of resource we have, and that means sometimes uh, regular people just have to step up. And 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 I don't mean to take the law into your own hands. I just mean be vigilant. You know, keep your eyes on, protect your own children, your own family, your own yeah. brothers, sisters, kids, whatever it is, ne- nieces, nephews, whatever. You know, I mean, you, I know you think that kind of shit is not going to happen to you, but I'm going to tell you, I walked into a Kroger today and got punched by a crazy I old mean, man. Like me, so fucking a- shit happened. All right, today so, so like on the way. Here, <laughs> yeah, like literally, like some fucking. Sometimes an old man punches you in the head. All right, yeah, I mean, like it <laughs> can happen to your kid too. Like I'm just saying, like it, you, you it, know, exactly. No. it happens but to
3: you. It and can happen to you. You know, and, don't believe and something don't that's crazy won't
0: it. happen to you because the craziest thing happened to people it it who are will, unaware man. and it don't well. believe it will. Yeah. So. And and it's yeah. the people that think
2: it'll never happen to them. That's who it will because they're the people that let their guard down. Exactly. You know. And, and I and don't. And, and I'm them. not blaming anybody. That ha- I'm not saying like, oh, well, it's your fault you got raped or your fault this because you let your guard down. That, it's and it's never the victim's fault. Okay? Right. That's not what I Thank mean. You for saying that. But what I mean know, is, internet. if we can be pro, if we can stop it from happening right. one fucking time, just once, then we've made the world a better place. If we can stop practicing it practicing awareness,
0: well that, teaching the teaching people I mean, what's once. happening. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean,
2: literally, if we can stop it once,
0: it's like it. -hmm. It's not in the same comparison, but I'm going to compare it to Dare, like the Dare programs, like don't do drugs. Drugs are bad, Mm -hmm. you know. Peer pressure, all this, Mm da 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 da. Instead of. Teaching you what these things are and how they affect people yeah. and what doses do what and what drugs how how they uh, you know affect you chemically in your brain da da da. Synapses fire and teaching you everything there is to know yeah. about drugs and how to do them and what not to do. Mm-hmm. Instead, they say don't do it. In the same conversation with child pornography and distribution and rape yeah. and murder with well, all these things. Instead, we're just making it taboo. We're just going, no, don't do yeah. that. That's obvious. We're going to kill this person. Yeah. Did you you know blah 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 blah? But really. Right. It's not like that. Dude. The judicial system does yeah. not handle that the way you think it does. Yeah, not so always.
2: Sometimes they it. do, and some, but sometimes they don't. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, sex crimes are some of the hardest crimes to get convicted in the world. People yeah. don't think about that. They are though. They're hard crimes to get. I mean, they're hard. Yeah. You know. So I mean, especially when people with that money. Yeah, I mean, when uh, you like, when you get an organized
1: question, crime it's So like, why are they so hard to convict?
2: Well, a lot of times, uh, and there's multiple reasons, but a lot of times it has to do with being able to catch the person that did it, okay? So, for example, if I am already in the DNA database and I leave my DNA behind during a rape, it's going to be easy to catch me. If I'm not in the DNA database and I leave my DNA behind, just because they have their DNA doesn't mean they know who the fuck you are. Okay? So, yeah, we got your DNA, but we don't know who the fuck you are. Now, if you've ever been arrested, at least around here, it's not true for every state, but around here, we take a DNA sample if you've been arrested. So, if you got arrested for DUI once, they have a DNA sample. So, then if you decide to rape somebody three years later and they find your DNA, guess what? They know who you are. Because that DUI you got three years ago. Right. You're not thinking about that. But, yeah. Yeah. But they got you. They got your fingerprints. They got your DNA. They got all that. Okay? So, but that's the thing. A lot of these sex offenders haven't been caught. You know, so that's
0: one thing. Um, So much more under the radar. Are that we're not aware of, absolutely. Yeah. So,
1: so, so basically, you're saying like like most of these guys, they aren't like casual offenders, so they don't have mm-hmm. their DNA on database.
2: Yeah, I'm going to say right. that. I'm going to say some are. I'm going to say the recidivism just, rate just, among sex offenders are the highest of any crime, which means sex offenders that get arrested and released are are the most likely of any crime to commit another sex crime. Okay, they're more likely
3: to reoffend. Naturally, that sounds so, that sounds so very That's, reasonable that's and just a fact. Okay,
2: yeah. Yeah. so. Uh, so, yeah, to. I'm, I'm going to say that, you know, part of it is being able to identify. And part of it, too, is a matter of, you know, consent is a big thing. Because here's the thing. Like, if I say, can I have $20? And you say, yeah, here's $20. And you give it to me. And then I walk outside and you call the police and say, John Bush just robbed me of $20. <laughs> Yeah. Well, so here we have a my word against yours, okay? But ultimately, I'm going to say, no, no, he gave it to me. And then the police are probably going to say, well, I mean, he's saying you he robbed him. Can you just give it back to him? Like, how can we just do that? And they're probably going to squash it, okay, because it's my word against yours. But now, when, when it comes to, so when it when it gets into like a sex crime, though, we have consent, okay? If I say hey, Eric, let's have sex, and you're like, okay, and then later, you're like, I'm not gay, I don't want to have sex with you, and then it's like, okay, boom, like, suddenly now we have, now we have a problem, you know, you said, yeah, and I said, no, so we have a consent issue, and it's difficult to prove, because we're going to go to court, and I'm going to say, yeah, Eric totally said he wanted to have sex with me, uh, Eric wasn't high, he wasn't drunk, he wasn't under the influence of anything, and we had sex, and then he decided, oops, I'm having a you know freak attack i didn't mean to be gay right there so now he's mad so, so. so, so
1: you're saying that like it's hard to take back so mm-hmm. like like with, with the money situation, you give it back. Yeah. But with that situation, right. you with can't the give it back. Yeah. 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 Right? Yeah. Okay. I can't I unfuck
2: but. you okay. in the butt. Okay. Yeah, like like yeah. I can't. Like once you've been fucked, you're fucked, right? Yeah. Like, I it's can't. Over, right? I can't unfuck you. So <laughs> yeah. it's <been> done. <laughs> yeah, there right? you go. Like there's some people I wish I could unfuck, but I can't. I fucked them. So. <laughs> Me too. So, so like it been. is a thing that everybody probably can relate to. But that being said, like you know, he said, she said. Makes it really hard for the lawyers and police to figure out if my story is similar and your story is similar, but their key facts are a little different. Like, yeah, he said he wanted to have sex with me. Uh, And then you say, no, I didn't say that. He just had sex with me. And then, you know, it's like, you know, we got to work out, like, how does this. Mm, you know how does this work you know like and that working that out is very difficult and that's all
0: relative to what we originally started talking about was the intricacy and the layers of the judicial system when it comes to some kind of case complicated as child pornography distribution rape and murder
2: now when it it, I think when it comes to child porn it's a little different because there's no consent
0: at a a young age right absolutely if you fucked a 12 year old you raped her period but just your example Uh. showed the complexity of the court system in general exactly because the consent is only Mm -hmm. as you know necessary in the situation right it's not a well keep in mind all sex crimes are not
2: involving children I mean, f- certainly there's a lot of sex crimes that have nothing to do with children. Right. Really. Uh, just, you know, raping children sure in general s- has yeah, nothing yeah. to do with a child. If I rape Eric, it's not a... I don't mean to, like, always talk about raping you, but it just... <laughs> you seem to be <laughs> my example at the office.
3: moment. So yeah, <laughs> <Thank> <laughs> you. But
2: I just mean, like, if, like if I... <laughs>
3: like, if I rape yeah. Eric, then it is what
2: it is. Like, he's, you know... Uh, you know, there's, there's no child involved, but, like, it's still rape. It's still a right. sex crime, right? Okay. But ultimately, when it comes down to it, like, it's going to be my word against his... Uh, and there's going to be, you know, they're going to do a rape kit, they're going to do an investigation, they're going to try to figure it out, but if there's no evidence of a struggle and there's no evidence, I mean, at some point it's, it's really hard for them to convict on that. Now, if, uh, if a eight-year-old, if they find DNA from somebody on an eight-year-old, well, okay. It's like that. Uh, like, I mean, that's rape, so it doesn't fucking matter. If they find your comb on an eight-year-old, then you're going to prison, bro. Like, there's no reason that should happen. Yeah. Nobody accidentally, yeah. like, blows a load on a kid unless they're doing <laughs> something really fucking wrong, all right? <laughs> so that's never going to happen. Like, never. Like, I don't mean to make a joke about that. I'm just saying, no, like, you're good. It's just, like, the point is, like, you. nobody can be like, I accidentally fucked that kid. That's yeah, never happened. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. I've gotten drunk as fuck, and I've never just accidentally fucked a
3: kid. Yeah, right? exactly. That's
1: my yeah, dick slid in the skin. Yeah I, I <laughs> on the yeah, I was wearing socks on the linoleum. Yeah, I was wearing socks, on the <laughs> and I came. Sorry, yeah, it just, police
2: officer. like it's just not—it's not—it's a completely fucking stupid. happened,
1: right?
3: Like, right
2: now, I mean, you know, probably everybody's been to a party and gotten drunk and fucked somebody. And the next day, they're like, "Well, I shouldn't have fucked her, or I shouldn't have fucked him." Yeah, like, right. like, yeah. oh, I was just a little drunk and whatever. It happened, but whatever. But you're not gonna go to the police about it. You're just gonna be like, "I'm not gonna tell anybody because I don't want anybody to know that I fucked this person." Yeah. <laughs> It's the question
1: about that, I mean, like, if, if, if hit them on a sidebar, that's a big situation now, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. With uh, with women, I mean, not not just women, but, like, um, the Me Too movement is going a little bit too far. Yeah. And that's where I get scared, is because, like, I want these cases that you're yeah. dealing with to be blown the fuck up. And mm-hmm. I, I want those to get solved instantly. Yeah. But I'm scared that, like, this Me Too movement that like people are blowing like the horn I'm like I got drunk last night and I had sex with this guy, but I'm gonna say he raped me. Yeah. I mean, I I wanna believe every woman because I'm a huge feminist man. But I that's why that's another
2: man. reason sex offenders are hard to catch right. and sex offenses are hard to convict because okay, guess, someone could lie. Uh, and yeah. and they have Re- to know. Real
1: quick, I mean, real quick, that was my question to you, is like I'm a feminist man. I fucking love women. I was raised with a woman and I love women. Mm-hmm. But I feel like there is a um, a big gap, where like, um, if you're both drunk, man, shit happens. Yeah. If, to me, I mean, maybe I'm an asshole. Maybe I'm an asshole. But if you're both drunk, shit to happens. some extent, yes. I exactly. Mean, yes. I mean,
2: there's a difference in shit happens in a sexual assault. If she says no, she says no. Okay. Obviously. And that's that's then it's a rap. A rap. You can't do it. But uh, you know what I'm saying is, yeah, if you just have drunken sex with your buddy and you're like, oh, I shouldn't have done that, and then then it's like, well, then that's not rape. That's you made a stupid decision.
3: Exactly. Prosecutors
2: aren't going to see it like that either. It's not. It's not against the law to accidentally like get drunk and but, let one but thing lead to another. Though, and you fo- but the, the thing so.
1: is, like, um, the, the the law now is that if the person was drunk and you had sex with them, then you rape them. Well, here's the thing: if scary. the person
2: is drunk, if if that's I scary. say, "Hey, Eric, I got this fifth of Maker's. You want to drink it all?" and then you're like, "Yeah," and then you drink it all, and I don't drink any of it. And I'm like, all right, now I can fuck Eric because he that, can't that, stop me. See, so that's you know, totally thing. If we split it, that's what the law it, was
1: made for. That's what the law was made mm-hmm. for. But um, there's people who would like just meet at frat parties or whatever, frat parties, you know. Mm-hmm. So, so, so like they they, they meet up, they're at, a, they're at a bar together, blah blah, and then they both get drunk, they go home together, mm-hmm. and then I don't like that guy to get accused mm-hmm.
3: and yeah and, i, well, I, I hate, hate to defend a male accused, because yeah. that's not me at all <laughs> you know what i'm
1: saying <laughs> but i mean like there was that yale university case where that guy didn't rape anybody yeah. and then he got shamed on and got like put yeah. out of school even though it was proved later on that he did not write that check yeah. at all. Mm-hmm. But he is fucked. Yeah. And th- that's why. So that's
2: part of the, that's more of a social issue than a I legal say, issue. I want say,
1: sorry, yeah. Let me finish, you're right. Let me finish up yeah. quick. So it, that's where I get scared Like for the subject is that like, I want this shit to be important. Mm-hmm. Um, listeners, I'm pointing over here. Okay. Yeah. So I mean, I want this shit to be important. And, but I feel like it's getting overwhelmed by people wanting to hop in on it. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, like, guys, it's just don't fucking rape people. I mean, yeah. like, like that, let, let's be respectful. Don't accuse people of shit for no reason. Mm-hmm. And then you wouldn't be in a bad spot if mm-hmm. people were accusing people of false shit. Yeah. I want guys to, hey, if you fucked up, admit to it. And if you're doing bad shit, man, don't do bad shit. Yeah. I mean, no I mean... And I just want to say one thing I mean,
0: real quick on that and in comparison to like a child pornography okay. ring yes. or something yeah. like that.
1: Connect
0: um, I would say the reason why it's such a big thing like the Me Too movement as you referred to previously is that the reason why that's a movement is because it's more applicable to today's culture. It's more relatable to today's intellectuals. Like, there's no child out there reaching out on the internet saying, you know, I've been raped. So a lot of those kids don't even have phones. A lot of those kids don't have any access to the internet. So the Me Too movement's going to blow up, obviously, in my opinion, because these people that are 22, 23, 24, who are out and getting drunk, and some dude takes advantage of them, and then they claim it to be rape, and it's way less significant than a child pornography ring or child rape or murder or anything like that. But the reason why it's so much more blown up is because those kids don't have access like these regular 22, 3, you know, up to 30-year-old people who are going out and getting raped. Well, and, I think in we're these talking about situation. two different issues. I don't think the Me yeah.
2: Too movement has anything to do with uh, child trafficking. I no, I'm just saying really like the difference.
1: Turn, the difference in exposure no, I, I, and the well, reason
2: and what are people more aware of. Yeah, like the the thing, child pornography. Well, my I had is, no idea any like, of that happened. You're not gonna see the Me Too movement come from children because A uh, well, sex offensive victims are their identities are shielded anyway from media or anything else. So the victim themselves would have to come out. Right. Certainly, as minors, it's even more shielded. Okay, so and there's another. point so there's too, that. Yeah. So yes, are there people that abuse the Me Too movement? Absolutely. There's people that abuse everything. Uh, I think the point of the Me Too okay. movement, the the focus of the Me Too movement, has been these entitled uh, men who think they can do whatever they want because of their money, their power, their position, whatever it is. You know, yeah. so your Bill Cosby, your Harvey Weinstein these type of people okay so i'm saying that you know that is different than we got drunk at a party and i'm gonna accuse you that happens it's been happening for years Uh, it's bullshit you know and you know i think that the police should start to uh, prosecute women who are found to have lied about that to the fullest extent of the law and frequently they don't and i think they should
3: Uh, i
2: think that if a woman comes forward and makes a serious allegation about a sex crime that it should be taken of the utmost seriousness it should be investigated fully If people should be arrested tried whatever the investigation should take them wherever the case takes them but if it's proven later that the woman lied, she should be prosecuted fully, you know, at the full extent of
0: the law. Exactly. Yeah. So I agree.
2: You know, I think what I wanted to have happen, and I was told by many politicians, Republican and Democrat alike, that this was crazy and it would never happen. But I liked the idea. Uh, my thing is, if I accuse you of a crime and it's later proven beyond a reasonable doubt that I lied and that you never committed that crime, and I knew when I reported it you did not commit that crime, whether we're talking sex crime, burglary, or whatever, that I should face whatever length of time or sentence that the other person I was accusing of. I increased
1: of. that the whole time, so, too. So I, I think, I think yeah. if you're going
2: to say, that person raped me, and you know they should go to prison 20 years, then if it turns out I lie about it, then I should face repercussions in a similar way time frame. If that was the case, if I could get twenty years for lying about somebody raping somebody, then I promise I'd never lie about it. Right. All right? Not yeah. that I would lie about it anyway, but I bet we cut down on that shit. You yeah.
0: You know what I mean? For sure, man. That's a good policy. I believe in that. Yeah. I was just I was just saying like um, uh, like you said they're not going to be a part of the Me Too movement. It's yeah. going to blow up like the Me Too. It's not going to be flooded like the Me Too yeah. movement. They don't have it as much be. access. Well, here's the thing, People and that's should what I'm be advocating yeah. for them, and that's yeah. part of what I'm trying to do. Well, I mean, Ashton Kutcher. So, I don't know if you. Yeah, remember. absolutely. I'm Dude, very familiar with the guy. The guy is that doing does. wonders yeah. with software. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I don't mm-hmm. even really understand it, but I kind of get the premise of it. And the dude's yeah. amazing. He's not Ashton even Ashton Kutcher asking is for like my public. fucking hero, and he's pretty. So there's just like lots of There you go. That's right up your alley, but I'm
2: telling you, he's great. He's great on every level. So I love it but yeah I mean you know I, I, that's what needs to happen people need to put in that kind of work absolutely, absolutely. man so, that's the
0: point
3: point. and that's and why, that's why, why I wrote the anyone. books
2: I, I, wanted to, I want people to know about it I want people to know that this is a real problem it's not about me you know yes I went to prison and yes that sucked but it's not about going to prison it's about that this sort of thing can happen it's Twofold. it's yes you know ask for a lawyer because the system can't fuck you yeah. if you don't have money or lawyer you know I think the systems problems are less about a race issue more about a socioeconomic issue okay I'm poor you know a lot of black people get arrested they're poor. Yeah. that's their biggest problem not that they're black maybe I'm, I'm not saying race isn't a factor and if they don't initially get stopped or initially have a problem because they're black so that's a problem alright right. but yeah. on the backside, once you're in the system the problem is money and if you don't have it you're fucked so yeah. that's just the way it is absolutely man I so completely agree you gotta have money to hire lawyers and fight for you I right? think that's a lot you know. of the
0: uh, stereotypical or cliche saying the root is the or uh, money is the, the money root is of all evil, evil. yeah, yeah. That's but I mean ultimately
2: from. you have to have it in order to fight these things and so exactly. that's, that's tough so that's one it's aspect. also the root of all and good then, the only
0: thing the money is the root of is action what you can do yeah. what you can possess and the influence you can have on the world which it's is not always the case it's people's intention and use of the money that's
2: yeah the root exactly all of I mean, that's the what money itself isn't, a great isn't way, anything yeah. But, you know, I mean, uh, as they say, a needle full of heroin's never killed anybody until you shoot it up. Absolutely. If you leave it laying on the table, it's just going to sit there. So.
0: Right. The whole, like, nah, j- the jokes against, gun. like, guns kill people. No, they don't. It's the yep. people shooting the guns. Yeah, people have to shoot the guns to kill people, right? Exactly. So it is right. what it is. But, yeah, ultimately, that that's
2: a big thing I want to bring attention to, and the fact that this, uh, you know, sex trafficking is such a huge thing in this country because people don't know about it. And I want people to know about it. It's a huge multi billion dollar business. Multi-billion. That's with a yeah, B. Yeah, multi-billion. That's huge. That makes me sick. That's huge. You know. It's the top three uh, most profitable business in this, in this country. Sex trafficking. Top children. three. Yeah. How about that? You know. We're fucking kids and making more money off that than oil. How about that? Than food. How about that? Oh, my God. Fucking kids makes more money than food and oil. That's fucked up. You know. Right. Come on, guys. Like, that's... That's a problem. Like, if it's not, if it's not solved, then we're just going to continue to go down this path. We're never going to eradicate it, just like the war on drugs, air quotes being done here.
3: Right. War on
2: <laughs> drugs, I mean, yeah, that's, it's a war we'll never win. But to some extent, it's like you can't not fight it, though, right? We'll never win this war against sex trafficking completely. We'll never 100% eradicate it, because there's always going to be pedophiles. But we better fight it tooth and toenail with we every We can bring out option. enough awareness
0: so that parents yeah. are taking the due diligence to teach their children yeah. on different... Techniques and what they can do to keep themselves safe on a day-to-day basis, and, and with that awareness and that education, we can stop. A, yeah. I, I believe a large fraction of it. And, and, and like look, you say, I we have, can't eradicate I
2: have it. no power. I don't. You know, I'm not in political office. I, you know, wrote a couple books and I've been through some shit, and that's about all I got. Okay, but but if I can speak out and, like I said, stop one thing, one bad thing from happening to one kid, then we've succeeded. My goal is succeeding. If I can do two, that's twice as good. Four—that's yeah. twice as good as
0: that. Yeah. Well, man, Great. I think so. you have a very crazy story, uh, intricate details that I might have not want to hear, but I think people need to. <laughs> <laughs> I hear that. Yeah, no, and, uh, that's what all
2: the publishers told me too. But yeah, I, always, I, I think it's important though. It, yeah, no, I get it. Yeah. Like, uh, look, I I understand that people don't want to hear it. And I know why. It's, I it's, hear it. it's not a. It's not that you know. Like I, I get it. Like it's not. It's not great. Okay, to talk about it. It's very uncomfortable and it's serious. But without being able to have those discussions and without a full understanding of what's happening, I don't think you can tackle this issue. Absolutely. I mean, I don't think you know. I think I'm passionate about it because I've sat in the room and watched it with my own two eyes.
0: You know, like the the saying I hate the most clicheing phrase or cliche phrase I've ever heard in my life that I hate the most is Ignorance is bliss. Yeah. I fucking hate it. Ignorance yeah, is ignorance. If yeah, you don't know what's going true. on, you can't do anything to prevent what's going to happen to you in any potential situation. Well, so that's a stupid. And look, saying. I'm
2: not. Uh, I'm not encouraging people to go out and like watch some child porn. Okay.
0: I'm not Absolutely saying, not. I'm not just saying that's aware that it happens. I
2: do. <laughs> and I, so now I wanted to clarify that because then I was like, but once you've seen it in person, I'm like, no, I mean like you need to go see it in person. I just think you don't need to have that level of education. All right. <laughs> Nobody wants to see that. It's fine. I just mean that. You should educate yourself about it though and you should look into it and, and realize that when I say it's a multi billion dollar organization, it's multi billion dollar business, uh, you know, it is because people here are spending that money. And who's spending that money? The top one percent. That's who's spending the money. So these people that we're talking about, the rich people in this country, that's where it's coming from. Because like we talked about cars earlier, I don't have a Bugatti. You guys don't either. I mean, there's a reason for that. We don't, I mean, I don't think so. Uh, really. Last I didn't see it in the parking lot. I don't know. But last <laughs> I checked, we don't know he's got a Bugatti. There's a reason, all right? I bet we'd all drive a Bugatti if we had that motherfucker, okay? But writing a check for that Bugatti is going to be a little bit of a problem, yeah. okay, for all of us, right? So, uh, there's a reason for that. So, Uh, you know, the Bugatti business is a multi billion dollar business too, okay? Now, you know, the thing about it is these things are expensive and they're pricey, you know. And the people that are spending lots of money on it are people that have lots of money. So it's people in Hollywood, it's it's top tier politicians, businessmen, CEOs. Those are the people. Those are the people doing
0: it. And you just don't The people that most people trust. Yeah. The general populace trusts. And you know what? Here's the thing, they
2: say throughout your life, okay that you'll meet uh, or pass or encounter along your life uh, uh, between 20 and 25 serial killers, okay? Or murderers of some sort, okay? Okay. So, okay, (laughs) wow, he did not point at me, (laughs) Uh, (laughs) FYI. Anyway, uh, just for the record, uh, Mr. Man, whoever's listening. (laughs) uh, uh, But, uh, yeah, I mean, so it is what it is. Like, that's a lot of people. But did you know you'll
0: likely... Uh, within your lifetime pass more than a hundred thousand pedophiles so there's more pedophiles than there are murderers absolutely oh for sure and that's way more disgusting to me I feel like 50% of those murderers are killing people that are terrible the FBI (laughs) estimates
2: that one in nine white males are pedophiles
0: one in nine nine
1: I never want to be question. in a room so, um, with 10 white so dudes ever again. T- <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's And I mean, I'm not saying only white guys. Right. Don't get me wrong, like, black people are pedophiles, like too. I'm saying. Like, so so, so that's
1: stat like. is like people who have the drive to do it or have mm-hmm. done it.
2: So, it's not based on, you know, has done it. It's based on the estimate of the people they've caught versus the numbers that they think are still out there that haven't been caught.
1: So, uh, it's the drive. So, right. it's the drive, right.
2: So, it's it's people that are actively involved. Now, I'm not saying it's one the in nine adult males would rape a kid, all right, but they may participate but, in child pornography, download it, it, you know, right.
0: right. So, look, it, it's it's kind of like saying, so mostly, you know, multifaceted... Uh, I don't know Freaking I don't know Attractiveness I don't know I don't Well know it's like it. It's, it's, it's like drugs about. On a certain
2: <laughs> level Like you know uh, Yeah I smoke pot But I never do these pills Would you not Like how Right at I what point? Go, no, no, that's yeah, like like yeah, I watch child porn But I wouldn't rape a kid Would you Like I'm not gonna trust Somebody But that's that says still that. All
0: potential like, pedophiles Even yeah, if they're, they're looking pedophiles. At it the potential yeah, you're still, you know, To you're do still something beyond
2: that If you're watching Child pornography You are a pedophile Period I mean there's no No doubt about it Whether you act on it Or not it, is another thing the catholic church will teach you that if you're gay you can't act on it You go to hell there's a lot of gay people members of the catholic church that don't act on it because Most they
1: are and so they, Actually, that way. A decent percentage are. Gay. They don't want to
2: act on it because they're afraid they're going to go to hell okay and that's the fear that they strike into them it doesn't make them not gay it means yeah. they're not having sex all right doesn't mean they're never going to have sex i don't know let's put that so they're the nerds case. I mean, like, the point is, like, at some point, like, don't tell me that, you know, you're a pedophile, but you're never going to act on it.
0: So what would your I biggest mission, that. your biggest message be just to, to spread the education, the awareness of the situation, the the awareness that this is a reality and it is a multi-billion well, that dollar message, That it is business. a reality, that it's a
2: multi-billion dollar And business. that people need to
0: educate themselves enough yeah. to prevent situations like that happen to their loved ones, their yeah. kids, their friends' kids, their be nieces, visual. their nephews, their whatever.
2: You know, when I was a kid, uh, we used to go to the grocery store and uh, I would play this little game when I was four or five years old. Six, seven years old. I'd run around uh, the grocery store and try to hide from my mom. Mm I thought it was funny. I did the same thing. She didn't think much about
3: about it. Like she (laughs)
2: didn't think much about it. She was just like, "Eh." you know, at that time. You know, nowadays. I'm always like, don't you ever
0: fucking do that to me ever again. I thought you you were gone.
2: You're (laughs) you're a lot younger than me, too. So that's a big difference in the way the world was back then, you know, and the way the world is now. And, uh, you know, I would like to see a lot of changes uh, in the legal system and in the criminal justice system to help us fight this problem. But it starts at home. Now I'm not saying that somebody that their kid gets kidnapped and uh, drugged into a child trafficking ring that it's the parents' fault I'm not saying that right. okay but I'm saying there are some things you can do to help reduce the risk of it yeah you know Absolutely. I mean yeah. there is so I think that's a big portion so be you know so help you know help the process be proactive you get comfortable because you're like oh I've gone this long and nothing's happened well you know but cockiness will will be a problem for you, you yeah know? you get you know
1: all right AJ so we're at two and a half hours then well I just had a couple more questions let's do like one final question each feel that fair sure okay you go first please
0: I was gonna say um, I know your story Uh, I know who you are more in-depth now than I did before (laughs) we worked together obviously Uh, you've always been a great person had a good attitude You might have had a bad attitude, but you made some really good jokes out of it, and it made me happy. So (laughs) you've always spread joy (laughs) in the workplace for me anyway. Um, To come out of this situation, the experiences you had, uh, you have every bit of respect that I can give a person, like honestly. And uh, your mission to spread the awareness is very beneficial in my opinion. Well, thank you. Um, I have one more question for you in all this. Do you plan on doing anything else in politics like going on and try to you know change laws and really make a movement or anything like that you know, I, uh, I've i done a lot
2: already. Um, you know, we I wrote the sex offender legislation that uh, made it illegal, made it a felony for sex offenders to have social media pages. Well, we got it okay. passed. Oh, no, sure. and, no, sure uh, and then it got shot down by the U.S. Supreme Court. So I'm not no, really getting no, sure. along with the Supreme Court really so much. But, yeah, <laughs> uh, it doesn't work out well. We don't have a great relationship, I guess. But uh, they shot that down because they said it violated their freedom of speech, which I said, you know, is horseshit because maybe they should lose that. Um, you know, just my opinion. Uh, I do have a vision. I have a vision that I think this really hurts, but uh, what I'd like to see sex offenders uh, having no access to Internet, um, you know, no ability to access the Internet in their home because they use it to uh, become predators from their home. In the 1960s, people say there weren't pedophiles then, right, or not very many. Sure there were. They just didn't have the ability to go find the kids like they right. do now. They didn't have the Internet. Yeah. You wanted to follow a kid home, you had to fucking follow the kid home. Right. You know, nowadays, you got location Staying, settings really? on apps, and you can just yeah. sit in your fucking right. mama's basement and be a creepy-ass pedophile and strike at the right moment. completely
0: support that, yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: So, I mean, that's a big deal. But again, there's a lot of roadblocks to that, and legally, constitutionally, I'm not sure it's legal. But that doesn't mean that I don't think it's a good idea. You know? Yeah, for so, sure. And I, I don't uh, think so, that means that
0: a lot of people don't think it's a good yeah, idea. Yeah, <laughs> I think
2: it'd be a good idea. I, I, I'll say this to to wrap up that thought, that uh, when you're convicted of a felony in this state and every state in the United States, you can no longer own a gun. There's a reason for that, because they feel like you've convic- you've been convicted of a felony, and you are a criminal by conviction, and right, you should no yeah. longer possess a gun because it's not in the best interest of the rest of the world for you to possess a gun. And that can be so, translated into pedophiles in the, the internet. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. The the right to own a firearm is a constitutional right, but we take that away from felons. Absolutely.
1: Same the, with voting.
2: The internet and, and, and voting, too, yeah. And so the internet is... One of those things that could hinder freedom of speech without access to it, which is a constitutional right, but we already have statute presented, long-standing statute that says we can take away any constitutional right we deem as a safety issue if you are convicted of certain crimes. So if you're convicted of sex offenses, take your fucking internet away absolutely why not
1: fuck yeah you know you don't have access
0: to well it. spoken your question sure. that's you
1: okay so you answered a lot of this question before but i want you to take away all the guardrails so what do you think um people who uh commit like a sexual crime and in, and in, in, like a pedophile kind of way what would be the correct um repercussion for them
2: like what what should happen to them
1: yes yeah. So, I mean, like, like don't you know, hold back. Just tell, you know. tell me how you feel
2: about it. Yeah, I think. Uh, I mean, personally, I think that um, I, I'll say this. I'm gonna, I'm gonna hit on two or three points, but sure. uh, the death penalty is something I've been against generally, as okay. a, as a, as a law. Uh, right. Student, I was against it. You know, Why? as a lawyer, That's I'm curious. against it because of the finality. Because we fuck up sometimes in the judicial system. Fair enough. System. That's great. Yeah. I was convicted and sent to prison. What if I was put to death before they realized, oops, you weren't guilty. fair here. enough. Yeah. Good so, good. so then I'm dead. <laughs> so that sucks. You can't undo dead. Just like you can't unfuck somebody, you can't unkill them right. either. All right. right? So they're dead. All right? So I'm generally against that. That being said, uh, there are certain circumstances where I think it's appropriate. Okay? okay. Uh, certain acts of terrorism and mass murder that are able to be proven, sure, bye-bye. Uh, and sex crimes uh, fall in that category to some extent. Now, sure, uh, rape is traumatizing. It's, it's terrible. I, I don't personally think that we should be putting anybody to death who didn't put someone else to death. So I think that is a line for me that I'll draw, Okay. That being said, uh, I think we should have mandatory life without sentences for anybody that has sex with a minor, especially in a forcible way. I'm not talking about that teacher that got into, you know, that fell into with the 16-year-old kid. Right. Okay. Absolutely. Different. Yeah. I'm not saying it's okay, but it's different, should be charged right. differently. It's a different if argument. If you are, if your name is Matt and you are in your 20s or late teens and you're fucking an 8-year-old on video for profit, you should never be allowed to get out of prison.
1: Absolutely, the world doesn't need you. So why not kill them?
2: So well, here's the thing. Um, there and and I I'm not terribly sorry, opposed guys. To that. I might
1: be insane. I was just really no, I think, I'm just curious. I think you know, <laughs> I
2: think the world takes care of itself in a way, uh, in a lot of ways, it takes care of it. Again, goes back to the reason why, it's part of my reasoning why I didn't just kill him myself. Okay, I think eventually he'll get his comeuppance, probably in a better way than I would. He deserves far worse than just getting a bullet in the head or getting a needle in the arm. You know, he deserves worse. Okay, uh, I personally, having spent three years in prison, would tell you that prison, a lifetime's worth, especially from a young age, I was gonna say that, yeah. is worse than death. So sure. don't put him to death if you want to punish him. It's an easy way out, in my opinion. The rest of your life, kill him in three years, then they got three years in prison, three years of hell, and then you got to kill him and they don't have to deal with it no more. No. The victims that did live, deal with it for the rest of their lives. They're never over it. I've talked to child victims who were raped, had it on video, and they literally wish they died. They would rather them just kill them. A lot of them are suicidal, have drug problems. A lot of them have issues now. They were bright young kids. Yep. And they ha- they will never recover. Never. Now, the older people get as an adult, you're more able to recover. You have a different level of understanding. Mm-hmm. As a child, though, an 8-year-old, first what? of all, most 8-year-olds don't even know what sex is. They might have an idea that, you know, mommy and daddy... Uh, made a baby and maybe that's called sex when they did that but I mean they don't really they don't understand sex on any kind of level they know yeah. it's wrong but they don't really know they know
1: it's wrong that, that they're that they're being raped but yeah. they don't know what sex is but they don't like, really do they understand right?
2: sex they don't have don't sexual arousal at that age they don't understand they're not having sexual thoughts like they, they can't right. comprehend that so there's no way you're not going to permanently fuck them up uh, in that process because they can't comprehend it they cannot yeah. so it's tough. So, yeah, I mean, to say what you know, there, there's two ways I would look at. It. On a personal level, I'd off every one of them, be totally fine with it. On a <laughs> legal level, Her that being said, pre- you <laughs> know, it's not, it's not practical. Uh, but also, you know, do they deserve to die, or would it be more punishment to keep them in prison? Are two different questions.
0: I agree with the second one. So keeping them in, keep them in prison that kind of perpetual state of but guilt and them surround them, and them, them. forever. That's fair. That is fair.
3: I
1: was but that's on. Uh, I don't know. There's, man. There's it's, a hard, it's hard. It's hard to look that. at it
0: fiscally and then but look at it emotionally and psychologically.
2: This is
1: damn Jew knows what it is. It could be in yeah. Jewish. It's I, not I, I get it. <laughs> no, I get
2: it. I, you know, f- yeah, fiscally it would be a problem. I, I understand that. Right. That being said, um, I want whatever the greatest punishment to the person would be. And in that situation that. because yeah. I want them to live with it for the rest of their life as long as their victim has I to I would live be with as a citizen
0: willing to pay more tax money to see that man mm-hmm rot in prison right. rather than die quickly with the $20 injection. If they actually Absolutely. care though
1: because, because most of those guys are sociopaths they don't mm-hmm.
0: know why they're there. That's true. I well, think that would be a good point to have like a psychological evaluation to see whether they there. like to live or die. Yeah
2: I mean I think they don't necessarily feel guilt the way you and I feel guilt uh, about things so that's right. a problem I would, I would but that being myself. said they all want their freedom so yeah. they don't want to be in prison and prison's still hell. I, don't I mean shit we're, we're even if you don't feel bad for your victims they're fucking mad that they're having to be in prison Nobody. but wants what's to more
0: important to most humans? Free Freedom or security? Because we're frequently giving away security. our freedom for security. Security
1: yeah. is the answer, yeah, for most humans. Yeah.
0: So putting them in prison—that's uh, taking away their freedom, but they're secure in yeah. a way. So but they're not secure away so from. So put their them in general
2: population; they won't be secure. There then. you go.
0: Boom. That's the verdict. I
2: like oh, that. Point.
1: Fair point. Actually, <laughs> I know take it back. Right? Uh, yeah. sh- society
2: fixes itself. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you. I've been in, uh, the, I've seen people, uh, I've seen people get stabbed and beat up and all kinds of things in prison. Because they call it Shank in
1: prison. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm just
2: kidding. You. And this are, is are, also are, perspective are from, staying, from two right,
1: people who right, have right, never been, been prison. in prison. Yeah. Um, closing comments, please.
0: Oh, man, closing comments, man. I just really highly appreciate you coming on to the show today. And I've having- really enjoyed and absolutely hated our time today together. <laughs> yeah. uh, but oh, in overall, you know, it's a message that needs to be out. Uh-huh. And people need to know about, be aware of, educate yourselves, protect your children, yeah. protect your brothers and sisters, your nieces, your nephews, and sure. all that. You know, really make yourself aware. You don't have to know the details to be aware of the dangers yeah. and to know that it's a reality because reality is stranger than fiction even though I am very looking forward to your fiction novel okay, once I'm you finish it so worry. just let me know about that me know and you, uh, go you go got go. two books warranty is void if seal is broken close, warranty void if seal is broken oh sorry yeah. I'll put an extra we'll deal with
1: those in a minute when it, when it, when it, I, I please ask you to plug all your shit but i mean like so you're, you're good
0: yeah i'm good man okay I had mean, a great like, time
1: this was a fucking great time man mm-hmm. i had an r- amazing time and you really I, I got so upset about it i had to leave once mm-hmm. but i mean Maybe he had to leave uh, the room re- it really touched me uh, really deeply and i've dealt with this personally and i really appreciate you coming on the podcast sure. and actually giving a fuck yeah, absolutely. and i hope when when slash if slash when we blow up that people listen to this podcast. Oh, I, th- I this it. was my episode. It was great, like yeah. this one and Morgan. I don't <laughs> care. Like this, those are great podcasts. Yeah. And I had to walk away, but I think you said some great points, and I like you actually changed my point of view on this topic that I, I would never have a point on. Yeah. And I appreciate that. And Morgan? now I want you to plug all of your shit, all your books, <laughs> and, and say any last comments that you have. Yeah, so cool. the
2: first book was Warranty Void if Seal is Broken. Uh, so it was re- released in 2009. And then uh, just uh, not too long ago, earlier last year, uh, Against All Odds was the sequel, and it came out uh, then. So it's, it's good. Against All Odds a little shorter than the first one. Uh, I hear they're easy to read. Uh, they weren't easy to write, so go enjoy them. <laughs>
0: you know, and you can get those all on ebook, paperback, and hardback. I saw on Amazon. Uh,
2: for the first book, yes. For the second oh, okay. book, you can only get paperback. It's fine. Uh, mean. I don't it's have to turn an ebook pages. for that. Yeah. So I got. <laughs> oh no, I lie. I think there isn't. I think there is an ebook for the uh, second one. I don't know. Honestly, I don't know. That's a good question. You're I don't John. No, but you can buy them anywhere books are sold. I mean, you can literally go to BarnesandNoble.com, Amazon, wherever the fuck you buy books. Uh, Google Play, it doesn't matter. You can go there, buy it, download it, whatever. It's good. Yeah. You can get it anywhere. Awesome. So uh, you know, so yeah, so they're good.
3: So, so check them
2: out, awesome. guys.
0: So I appreciate you guys having me on, you know. Absolutely. Well,
1: it's yeah, been fun. It's a great time. Yeah. Alright, so just off, we're going back to our boys Mojo
0: Thunder. Enjoy the music, baby. Yeah.